What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to Crossplay, our video game podcast here at the Whatnots. It is Saturday, January 9th, 2021. The very first podcast of the new year. We guys hope you had uh, some fantastic holidays and a happy new year. Uh, we just got done with our first week here uh, in, in the United States, and boy, it was a crazy one. I will say that. Um, but yeah, this week we are going to be jumping right in with our game of the year discussions for uh, 2020. I will get into how that works in just a sec. Uh, you guys know me. My name is Kyle Springer, and I am joined by Ignacio Rojas. New year, new me. And Alan Busby. Hello, hello. It is a new, it's a new year and the same old me. And Gino Viteri. It's been like five years since we've talked to each other. It, re- feels, it, it really feels like it. It really does. It's been a hell yeah, of yeah. a year, too. Well, not, not me and Kyle, but like Gino and Ignacio. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's been, it's been a thousand years. Hell of a yeah. year. <laughs> What's up, guys? Well, hey, it has been. Uh, so I, I will say on a more serious note, uh, if you guys want to know where we stand uh, with all of the stuff that has been happening here in the United States, all I will say on that is fuck Donald Trump. Um, good riddance. Uh, so yeah, ho- hopefully more uh, good news comes with that down the road besides just him getting b- banned off of Twitter and stuff like that. But but just so you guys know, he's also banned off Crossplay and the whatnots. Yeah, he we, yeah. we never had him on. We don't uh, support <laughs> him. We also don't want you uh, to follow us or give us your money or stuff like that. But there you go. That's what we will say. That's what's what we think here at the whatnots. So there you go. Video yeah. games. Video, video games. games. Talk about video games, man. Twenty twenty yeah, was a crazy year for video games as well. Uh, especially with yeah just with the virus ca- kind of shutting everything down and things being canceled all around yeah. we didn't really know what was going to happen yeah, yeah cyber- cyberpunk, cyberpunk released to critical acclaim Ugh. Whoa. exactly exactly <laughs> yes and no yes and no <laughs> but when He's all this started sarcastic. people thought people thought it would be like a a bad time for video games but oh yeah it's probably one of the biggest years for video games in recent well, history well well, to we're be still going to see I, the consequences at, yeah, through this the, year. That's better. Scal- scalpers didn't yeah. help new console launches either, but yeah, that too. But I, I think yeah. that 2020, it was we got the 2020 that we w- would have gotten pretty much if without a pandemic. I think 2021 yeah, is true. the one that will be really affected. I mean, if you see right now what what upcoming games we know, we don't know much. No, we don't. Yeah. Well, Returnal comes out soon. Hitman. Hitman. Hitman oh, yeah. Monster Hunter Rise. Yeah. Uh, like they, like Mario that, 3D that's World. The thing. Like we, we, we know some of the things that are supposed to come out. Yeah. yeah. Like Ratchet I, and Clank, God of War. Yeah, we, we, we don't know exactly if it'll hit those dates. We don't um, know yeah. when Hollow Knight Silk Song comes out. I know, guys. It's a, it's a damn shame. Out? When are we ever going to get justice for Silk Song? I thought that one came out. No, no, we're waiting for Silk Song to come out. Why isn't it out yet? And it won't. Uh, it better. <laughs> I don't know. Did uh, the final Shovel Knight DLC ever come out? Uh-huh. 
Mm-hmm. That that one doesn't that one doesn't uh that one doesn't lift my eyebrow like a uh, Silk Song does. I hear Silk Song and my my eyes perk up. I hear I hear Shovel Knight and I'm just kind of like mm, okay. Man, eh, it's a fun game. Yeah, I mean I liked it. Yeah. I didn't finish it. I just don't want people to announce games anymore way too early. People should 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 announce games months before they come out. Let's yeah. start doing that. Let's at, normalize that. Yeah, yeah but then when, when what are you going like to get hyped about? Ready. <laughs> what am like, I going to hey. get hyped about? I can get hyped the day before if it comes out. The yeah, next so day. The, 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 the schedule will eventually change, yeah. right? Where they announce something and that's when you start to get hyped. Uh, and it's like, it's hey, it's out in a month and a half. And then you're hyped for a month and a half. And then it actually comes out. Yeah, that would be great, yeah. dude. Anyways. I mean, I get why, why companies do that. It's all financial stuff. Yeah. You want to stay relevant. It's too. all economics. Get investors and keep their... But yeah, uh, ideally, one would, one would rather not stop, know stop. about the game that far in advance. All right. Yeah. All right. Let's see. We got some, uh, some discussing to do here on some video games. Ooh, yeah. We're going to do our... Game of the Year discussion, and we are going to make the Whatnots official top 10 list. Uh, and to do that, uh, all, f- all four of us have our o- own top 10 list. So let me explain how this will work. Which we haven't um, seen of each other. Yeah, yeah. I have no have idea. Also, we what should your go over the rules, I think, once more. Yes, well, which is what he I'm only about had to one right rule. Now. There's only one rule. Uh, he's doing it right now. Let me explain uh, <laughs> how it's gonna go down. Okay, we are gonna start. Uh, if 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 you have like a game or two or two or three that you want to shout out that did not make your list, uh, you are. That's what we'll we'll start with. Just be like, hey, shout out to this game. It was good. Didn't make my list. You should ch- ch- check it out. If you have something to s- s- say on that, you can. But keep those short and sweet. Then, when we get to our actual list, we will take turns announcing all of the games on our list. We'll start with our number 10 spot, right? Mm -hmm. So, for example, if I go first and I was to announce my number 10 game, and for example, if I said, hey, my number 10 game was Avengers, uh, then if, if no one else had that game on their list... Or if it's as someone else's t- 10 spot, then we will talk about that, that game right then and right there. But okay. if I say that my number 10 spot is Avengers and Ignacio is like, hey, I have that as my number five spot, then we will wait and we'll wait till we get to whoever has it the h- h- highest in there. Okay. Okay. Right. And that's when we will talk about the game. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So far? Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll so, yeah. allow it. What was that? I, I made a joke of I'll allow it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, each, each of our games is awarded a point. Um, so, our, our number 10 spot gets one point, and our number one spot gets 10 points so after we're done announcing them all we will add them up uh and then make our list that way and if there's ties we can discuss about how we want them to go or if we see something of like "Ooh, that's at number seven but 
I don't know. That should probably be like a six, maybe. Then yeah. we can discuss Barum there. But that that way it just helps us speed things along. We don't have to sit here and argue you in circles. As fun as that can be, right? Mm-hmm. It's just like, hey, let's smooth things just a little bit, right? Who's right. going to keep the score? Exactly. Yeah. Um, I am opening up a new Google sheet. Things. I, will keep I got my here. notepad right here. Yeah, I got my notes here. Um, let's see. So I, I don't know about you guys, mm-hmm. but my list has changed drastically uh, within the past week. Oh. Yeah. I think over the holidays, I put in like 50-something hours um, to Valhalla, and then I started four different games and i finished three of them are they on your list some of them are yes interesting Uh, interesting so there there you go okay let's see okay sounds good uh alan yeah my list has not changed i sat down one night trying to like i wrote down every game that released in the calendar year of 2020 and i wrote them all down that were that were new of that year and then i looked through that whole list and i was like what games would I mind going back to playing again that I really enjoyed that I would put in my top 10? And I did that for like maybe like an hour and a half and my list has not changed because I I have no regrets. Yeah, I found myself looking at lists of games that came out in 2020 and forgetting that they came out in 2020. Mm. And I was like, oh, yes, definitely. That should be on my list then. Yeah. Because I thought it came out the year before. I kept track of the games that I played this year specifically for this moment. Same, I yeah. use the app. I don't know, GG? I don't know if yeah. that's what it's called. But yeah, I, GG, I, I kept track of every game that I played and I just sat down one day and I made my 1 through 9 and then after I got my PS5 I added one more game. Ah, okay. Okay. Yeah, okay. okay. <laughs> All right, let's do it. Uh, who wants to start us Wait, off? Before before we continue, I think that we there's something that we should make clear. The mm-hmm. rules that we agreed upon last time Ooh. that we yeah. talked. Mm-hmm. You don't have to worry about it. You don't have to worry so, about it. So yeah, no worries. Just to make it clear. <laughs> for game of the year, the game must have come out during 2020. Yep. Mm-hmm. These they all did. Games that were either re-released or remastered eh. do not count. Special eh. editions do not count. Eh. The game must yep. have originally come out in 2020. See, then I didn't play 10 games. So okay. the original rule that the only rule God that Kyle officially said was if it came out in the calendar year, and that's what my list is based off of. So that's if you don't like it, that we if you don't like it, Ignacio, you're going to have to deal with it. We play different games. <laughs> So, All right, so I will I can allow start. it for this year, but keep it Whoa. in mind for next year because I, I well, yeah, there's one on there uh, that probably shouldn't be on there. But yeah. oh, it's, if you're here we, next year, bitch, that's what wow, you get for not damn. listening to the rules. Hey, hey <laughs> I'm only I'm only having it on there, and I went back and I played some more of it, and I'm only basing it on the only the new stuff they added and the community's response to it's it, the, and that's why it's the on same there. Game. 
that was a little that. aggressive so on my so, part so oh, i apologize I, for good the <laughs> season i i think i'm fine with allowing it I'm on just, there is to make sure that you yeah. have t- 10 games wow. that's fine yeah, i'm just giving him shit well, there's there's okay. there's more than that game that you're gonna probably have problems oh with, my. but that's okay. He said there's they're gonna my be a games. lot of eye rolls. No, there will be. Alan, Alan if you, you didn't spend, Alan, you have thousands this year. Of hours. I, hopefully, next year you. I don't buy new games because I don't. How about this? Games are subjective. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, mm-hmm. let's see. There's there's one um, game there's there's one game not on my list that is gonna get a definitely uh, that is gonna for sure get a. Are you kidding me? Mm, interesting. I think Maybe my count. my my because I so <laughs> last thing I will also say, which I guess in a ways applies to this, but at, for our podcast in general, I'm I'm never going to make you guys play certain things, right? right. I'm not going to be like you guys have to play this game, and because you know it's the hot new thing, you guys can play what you want. Yeah, and that that's how I want you guys to play, but. Uh, I yeah want to do a top ten list. If we need to revise the way we do it down the road, we can revise the way we do, 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 do it. But I think this system works. Yeah, and it works. Well. You okay. gotta pass cool. this year, Alan. Yeah, I I mean I was gonna do it anyway. <laughs> Next year we'll see if we have to change the rules for you. All right. Okay. I'm, so I'm okay with that. That's a year from now. So I can start with my honorable mentions. I can just go through yeah. them. I yeah. have. Nine honorable mentions that I don't have much to say, but can, can th- you these are cut that d- down to like maybe your top th- th- three. Top three, okay, that's gonna be tough. Okay, um, no, yeah, there's some that I don't care about here. Okay, deleted, <laughs> easy. All right, <laughs> okay, so uh, I guess the first one on my honorable mentions list, which is the best one here, would be Ghost of Tsushima. It didn't make my list because I didn't finish well, it. Man. Um, and I'm fin, I'm trying to finish it now, but I know that game's absolutely incredible and it's amazing and it would be on my, on my top list if I had finished it. Sure, so yeah. I know it's on one of your guys probably. Um, I saw, I saw you sturdy minute this yeah, past week. Yeah. I'm trying to finish it up. Um, next up on my honorable mentions is Valorant, which came out this year in the summer. Oh, good and one. Yeah. I- that game is just a bunch of fun, but it's 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 definitely a hard game with with a bunch of CS:GO nerds in it. So it's hard to <laughs> it's hard to really be good in it, but it's still definitely fun to play. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna do two more. Uh, okay. Phasmophobia cool. is super fun. Phasmophobia definitely deserves a shout out, but it's just a you know dumb fun kind of game. Not really much to think about, and. Uh, Hades is not on my list because I didn't play through it, but I know it's an amazing game as well. Okay. Uh, so and that's it. Fall guys among us, Ghost Runner, Bugs Next, Godfall. Sorry, I didn't listen. <laughs> <laughs> Sneaking those in there. Good stuff. Yeah. And those are my honorable mentions. Okay. Okay. Who wants to go next? I can go uh, next. Okay. Uh I'll end you. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, my honorable mentions are a little bit weird because I didn't have any specific honorable mentions. So the games that aren't in my top ten that I just want to give a small shout out to, and I'm I'm gonna change this. I'm gonna replace my top ten with this one. And I know th- so my this was my top ten, but I'm gonna throw something else in there. I'm gonna change it to Among Us. I know that didn't come out in 2020, but that game really blew up this year. Yeah. And 
at least with people at my work, oh, it really it, brought yeah. me to meet a couple new friends. So I really appreciate Among Us, and I had a blast every time I played it. And then my other honorable mention that's going to get the immediate, are you kidding me, is I don't have Last of Us Part 2 on my list. It's in my honorable wow. mentions. I liked it, but wow. I just have no desire to go back and play it again because I love the story. I love the gameplay, but its gameplay is not is not up my wow. alley enough to make me want to keep going back to playing it again. Wow. So it's in my honorable mention. Yeah, it's 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 definitely a difficult one to play again. I will say that. Yeah. So yeah. Wait, so those you are, those put are that two. one on your top ten? Huh? <laughs> so you did have ten games from twenty twenty. What do you No, yeah, no, I know, but like my, my number ten was originally Among Us. Oh. But but it didn't come out in the calendar year of I mean, technically, it came out for the Switch in the calendar year of 2020, so technically that one counts. But, you know. <clears throat> would it go? That doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> but yes, uh, those two are my honorable mentions. I mean, a, a game, since you mentioned of a game that you forgot came out this year, uh, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot, that game for me was... <laughs> was uh, Sorry, Ignacio, was so forgettable you. that I forgot that the game even came out. How dare <laughs> you? <laughs> Beef in the crew. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I, I, like, I feel bad because I know you love the game Ignacio, but like, I played that game, finished it, I, I cursed myself to play it, and then I immediately sold it away because I just did not care. Wow. This is why you have not played ten games this year, Alan, because <laughs> you play for thousands of hours to platinum a game that yeah. it takes well, months. <laughs> wait, yeah. so again, you did play ten games for twenty twenty. <laughs> yeah, but they weren't good enough to really la to really sit in my memory long enough for uh, a long period yeah. of time. All right, cool. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll go next then. Cool. Uh, my first first honorable mention: Astrobot or Astro's Playroom. I I really enjoyed that game. I I think it, it is a great showcase of what the PS Five is capable of. It is one of the best. Uh. Packing games for a console thing that I, I can think of, but I don't I wouldn't put it on the top ten because I don't. There is a lot of game in there, but I wouldn't count it as a full game. That's on my list. Yeah, it's on my list too. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Next up, Mario 3D All Stars. That's a good collection of two games, and I'll leave it at that. Only two games that are worth it, and those are two great games. Uh, what else to say about those two great games? Yeah, that's fair. Next yeah. up, Predator Hunting Grounds. I know that a lot of people didn't like that oh, game. Shit, I forgot I... about that one. That came out this year? <laughs> that's crazy, yeah. dude. Even though I didn't play it with friends, I don't, I don't think so that I remember, I still enjoyed it a lot playing as a Predator, even by myself. It was a fun time. Um, that was one fall, guys. It was a lot of fun. I did play with some friends, which made it that much better. And I'm glad to see that it's still getting updated with new stuff. Yeah. There you go. Good stuff. All right. Uh, my honorable mentions. The first one I will mention is Bloodroots. This came out mm. early in the year, and uh, we were provided the code by Pop Agenda. So thank you to Pop yep. Agenda Shout out. Uh, for Shout that out. code. I had a bloody fun time with this game, and that's exactly how I would describe this game. It's bloody fun. Um, nice. The, yeah, it, it it's a fun little action. I I wouldn't really call it a platformer, but it's 
definitely inspired by Jackie Chan and the way he like uses his env environment to fight and stuff, right? Like you can pick yeah. up anything. You can get swords and carrots and shovels and all, all sorts of stuff. Um, and it's a blast. It, it's like that hotline Miami where both you and the bad guy is a one hit kill. So you just have to use whatever you can to clear the, the stage. And it was a lot of fun. Definitely recommend it. Uh, so two others, all of mine are going to be indies that didn't make my list here. Yeah. So the next one I want to call out is Call of the Sea. This oh. uh, came out recently. Uh, it's on Game Pass, um, and it's like a first-person puzzle game uh, that I think we I, they announced it, or we first saw it, I think, this summer at the like Xbox event yeah. during This is one you played over the break, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. You played yeah. This yeah. is one that I played this past week, um, and I had been wanting to play it, and I kind of forgot about it because it got buried in the midst of new consoles and cyberpunk and all of that stuff um and i picked it up and i re really enjoyed it it's a great like six hour long puzzle game the puzzles are great uh the story is phenomenal uh but yeah just not not enough to make my list but i enjoyed it a lot and last but not least i i i Guess you can. Well, I guess this one's not much of an indie game, but Yayer's Tactics. I want to give a shout out to not an indie game. Yayer's Tactics. Yeah, indie game. Yes, that one's not. But yeah, so you guys all know Gears of War, and it's like third-person cover-based shooter translates incredibly well to a like an XCOM-like tactics game. It works amazingly. Um, and I had a lot of fun playing it for the most part. Uh, the final boss, the difficulty spiked up inc incredibly, uh, and that was not as fun, and the side missions weren't great. However, the game left me being like, holy moly, I cannot wait for Gears Tactics 2. Whatever they make with the sequel of this will be phenomenal. So, cool. Go check mm. out that game, which I believe it's also on on console now too. So, yeah, you guys can play it on Game Pass. Nice, cool. There you go. Okay, those are all our sh okay. shout outs. I say we keep that same order. So it'll right. be Gino, okay. Alan, Ignacio, and then me is yep. the way we'll go, okay. and then back to that so gino yes, what is your yes, number yes. 10 spot okay so my number 10 i don't think anyone has this uh i don't know if you guys played it uh my number 10 is resident evil 3 remake Ooh, see I, that's not on my list that was one of my other games i played but not it didn't make it anywhere yeah, yeah. i did play it i didn't put it here no I, yeah. don't, I don't think it was that good to so so a lot of people made the statement that if they played this before re2 remake they would have loved this one so much more mm. and i yeah. was fortunate mm. enough to actually experience them in that way yeah so um i played re3 remake first and this this game made me want to play re2 remake and then 
that got me into Resident Evil, so I played 7, Biohazard, and now I'm excited for Village. Nice. So, uh, you know, I had never experienced, I I am an absolute scaredy cat when it comes to horror games. (laughs) So I never experienced a Resident (laughs) Evil game until this one. Um, I don't know what I can say about this game, man. This game kept me on the edge of my seat the entire time, but still like had me had there was moments where i slowed down excited but also horrified to see what i was gonna see around the corner and i have never played or genuinely liked a horror game before this one Hmm. so that's it's it's I, i know there's it's too short i know that um there's not much content for the price point so I do want to have it on my list because it made me love Resident Evil the way I did nice. before. So, the the, yeah. sp- the spider the spider part with uh, Jill that that part fucking scares me to death. And I thought <laughs> yeah, with her as a character too. I'd love to see her more often in, in yeah. future games. And and I'm excited for RE4 remake and all this stuff. So I'm well, I'm I glad that this game made me made me want to play those games because it's an, to- it's an awesome franchise. To be fair, yeah. Resident Evil 4, like, even to this day, still holds up incredibly well, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you could, still I, play I Resi- you could still play Resident Evil 4. It still is a great game. That's why they re-release it. It's a great game. Yeah. Yeah. Shut up. So, uh, Gino, Gino uh-huh. I can see your point as to... I do think that maybe if I hadn't played Resident Evil 2 Remake, that it would have made Resident Evil 3 better. Because yeah. I do feel like 3 is like a... Uh, I don't know, like a smaller game, not only in length, but in other ways mm-hmm. than Resident Evil 2. So, yeah, maybe if, if I had played that one before, too, it would have made it into my list because I, I, whatever, what was there, I did enjoy it. It was still yeah, fun, the, like Resident Evil 2, but I, I, this I, was I, a, I did play it too before. It, it was a good entry point for me because... This game kept that sort of survival horror aspect of it, but added mm-hmm. a lot of action movie kind of stuff to it. Mm-hmm. So rather than just being a slow horror game like RE2 mm-hmm. was, this one made it um, more doable for me to to go through. Yeah. yeah. So. Also, if you enjoyed it, I do recommend that you play Resident Evil 1. It's not the same, but yeah. that's what got me into Resident Evil and I didn't mm-hmm. play that one on the PS1, and I didn't have any any nostalgia for it. I played it on my PS4, and that's what made me fall in love with Yeah, the I think franchise. I have it, because I think it was free at some yeah. point. Yeah, I so, think it was free at some point. So I'll definitely try that. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. And that's my number 10. There you go. Alan, number 10 spot. Well, well, Among Us was my number 10, but I swapped that one out, so I'm actually going to kind of last minute so no no real like thought behind this but i'm gonna throw my number 10 to Sackboy a big adventure oh nice okay and i picked that because i still liked it i've played all the little big planets one two three and Sackboy. and even though Sackboy big adventure is kind of just a 3d mario-esque kind of clone for playstation i still think that style of game actually fit little big planet better it kind of sucks that it doesn't have as much customization with stickers and Everything else is the original as the other little big planets, but the the gameplay, the gimmicks, the music levels, really everything in that game was fun. Amy and I played that game together every time in co-op and it was a it was a ton of fun. The team levels when you play with friends, 
Um, the kind of night challenges, like the speed run kind of levels, those are a blast. So I would I would recommend that game. I had a blast playing it. Uh, platinuming it was not the best because of how much you have to grind for money, but you know that's optional. You don't need to do that, so you can enjoy yeah. the game and not be tainted by that. You but. can actually enjoy the game. Yeah. You can enjoy the game until like you can enjoy the game. You can play it, and even if your trophy percent says like eighty seven percent, you still had a great time. Yeah. Alan, to your point, where where you think that you would have liked to see the customization, like the Secret Seven, whatever, without playing having played the game i think that it, it was a better decision to not go that way not trying to implement those things that, yeah like kind of like were things that would tie to the original little big planet because if when you say that it reminds me of when they tried to do a, a card racer yeah like um, well i only say good. it i only say that like i'm not saying i love the customization of the older ones like i didn't love it or hate it and i don't love or hate the lack of it in this game either but my favorite part of Little Big Planet 2 is playing the kind of community built kind of gimmick goofy levels and they mm. don't have that in this and that's that's yeah. the only thing I miss. Like that that's yeah. really what I miss. But well, like you, even you though also, it doesn't have it, I don't I love mm. the game anyways. You also have to take into account that it is a different developer. No, I know I know. I'm not saying that it needed it. I'm yeah. just saying it if you if you like the originals for that reason, then this game doesn't have as much, so you might not like it as much. But if it doesn't bother sense. you, yeah. then this game is totally for you. Yeah, I do enjoy that that Sony is putting uh, platformers at sort of the forefront of their of their exclusive video games. Yeah, yeah, because um, it opens it opens a console up for for a huger audience, uh, uh, families and stuff like that. So, and then being op- amazing quality, being Sackboy and, and Astro, so it's awesome to yeah. to see that. This is definitely yeah. a game I want to try that I haven't tried. Reminds yet. me of the PS One era. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Ignacio. For my number 10, it's a game that I doubt you guys have that you have even played, which is Iron Man VR. Oh, interesting. Iron Man VR, okay. Yeah. The thing with VR games is that that means if it is VR, that means fewer people will play it. So that's a shame because... Iron Man VR does one of the things that I, for which I love VR, which is it lets you live out a fantasy. It lets you embody something that you, something that you are not and something that you couldn't accomplish. Iron Man VR does a great job making you feel like Iron Man. Mm -hmm. The story is whatever it is there. If, If you need a story, it is fine. I think that it is fine. Kyle, I think you said that it was kind of like Iron Man by the numbers, that it is typical Iron Man, nothing new. I still enjoyed it, but the reason why Iron Man VR shines is is what I said, that it does make you feel like Iron Man. I don't know how better to describe it like, than that. You know how he would that feel works, and, yeah. and that it, it does it so well. Even better than I would have expected. And, that's why I wanted to give it at least a shout out for my number ten. Nice, I'm glad to, 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 to see some VR representation yeah. on I mean, these lists here. So. Shout out to Sony because even though I it, via PlayStation VR is not their biggest seller and it, it's not out there with their marketing, I don't think so. 
it's still something that they put work into. Not only Iron Man VR this year, but last year with Blood and Truth was also a, uh, I would have put it in, I think I put it in my number, in my top 10 last year. They still put out some good content for PSVR. Cool. Nice. Good stuff. My number 10 goes to Spiritfarer. Ah, I you thought this would there. be in your honorable mentions. That's cool, though. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, this uh, made my number 10 spot. Um, I, I enjoyed this game a lot, uh, a lot more than I was expecting. I kind of really only wanted to check it out because it was on Game Pass, and I liked the art. Mm-hmm. And that was about it. And I was like, this game is probably not going to be for me. But that's the beauty of Game Pass. That's like, I can try all this stuff. That's like, hey, this new thing is out now. You can play it right now, you know? Um, yeah. And I, I still would say that this is not a typical game for me. Um, it's a more base building kind of, uh, well, I mean, that's not all of it. But yeah, like, it seems like a game that just, I, it's not a Kyle game. That makes sense. I don't know. Uh, But yeah, it was pretty emotional and you are ferrying these souls of dead people or dead animals. It's unclear exactly, but it is anthropomorphic characters. Um, And yeah, they spend time on your boat uh, that you can expand and, you know, do the whole base building thing. But they have you basically work with them in their final moments of of just like how how do you help them prepare for the afterlife and you end up you know establishing these connections with with them and when you finally have to like you know let them go it's just like oh i liked you you're good you know um yeah and i i think it it hit for me more than I, I think I was expecting to because as I was playing this, one of my dogs passed away. Um, and so, yeah, it, like it was just the, the whole thing of like, I, I'm never going to get to see this dog again. He was at my parents' house. So I only got to see him once a year. Uh, you know, it's been months since I saw him. But I, like now I have to take him to the afterlife. So, yeah. Damn. Sucks, you know. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, so that hit me em- emotionally and I enjoyed it a lot. Awesome. Nice. There you go. Good game. And yeah. Good g- game. Great it's always great when it, it's always great when a game resonates with you emotionally with its storytelling. It's it, it, it always hits so different. Indeed. Yeah. 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 This was a game that, that I definitely wanted to try, but was distracted by other things, but I can see how beautiful the art was and and i assume the 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 story was just as beautiful as well yeah yeah it's very chill it's a good podcast game it's just, it's really relaxing awesome so yeah cool gino going back All to right. you my dude so my number nine uh i'm sure is on your list kyle and it's probably higher mine is assassin's creed valhalla uh yes, I have that as my number seven spot. Okay, so we'll talk about it then. Yes, unless someone else has it nope. higher up, but I think it's nope. only us two that played it. Okay, sounds good. On to you, Alan. 
Well, here's where I get my first unfair uh, top 10 game of 2020 because it did release in this year. And it is Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition. Okay. Now, now, to be okay. fair, I know it's only a re-release. And honestly, Definitive Edition did not really add much except for the post-game of the Future Connected DLC. Of the Future Connected DLC and that was still really fun. I have Xenoblade Chronicles on here because like, I could not when that game originally came out for the wii i never really heard it being raved about too much like it was but it, i don't feel like it was as large it was now with you know by chronicles yeah. 2 being out so i managed to find a slightly higher than msrp copy of chronicles way back on the wii and played it to 100 percent completion twice within two months so it really resonated with me with the characters the story the world and the only downside is the game didn't look very good for the Wii at the time. So when they, re- when they announced this, I got excited and I immediately binged it. One of the only rare times I play a game to 100% completion that's not on PlayStation with trophies, because that's just how I am. And again, just the characters, the story, just the, the twist that the game has, since it's already an older game, it just really affects me. Like, sometimes... I just listen to music that plays on that game and it just lifts my mood up. It just everything about that game, the world, the just how it immerses you in its story really resonates with me because I just love world building. So that's yeah. why I have Chronicles on here. It's already a re-release game, but it's a really great world building game. And it's if you haven't played it somehow by now with these two versions, it it's worth playing. A quick so, question. I, when did it originally come out of? Uh, I know it was during the Wii. I don't know its exact release date. Yeah. Uh, okay. So yeah. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Yeah, I've 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 heard good things about this game. So yeah, but that, like that's I all I, I know I've never played a Xenoblade game, so I have no idea what they're yeah. a- about. I I didn't like Chronicles two when I played it because I tried that game and I didn't like it. And playing Chronicles again this year has me super excited that I might give Chronicles two another shot this year. Just to really enjoy it because I love the characters in Chronicles 2. I just couldn't get behind the combat. Mm, so okay, okay. So that, that's Good just it. Just it's a game I really love. Nice. There you go. There you go. Ignacio. My number nine is Crash Bandicoot Four. Nice. Alan, do you have it? I I do, do have it. It is my number one. It was higher, but okay. <laughs> yeah, Crash 4 is my number one. Sure, okay. we can wait for it. Right, we'll we can wait, wait for that. As I'll be the last game we talk about. See, oh, and God. you 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 guys thought Del May Cry 5 was gonna be my number one. Tricked Honestly, ya. Yeah. Tricked ya. That's mm. funny. Alright. Get juke. Get juked. <laughs> okay. Kyle. Okay, um, my number nine spot goes to Paper Mario. Oh, Did anyone else have this higher up? I nope. do not have no. this, no. Mm-mm. no? Okay. I watched Paper- Amy play it, and it looked really fun. Paper Mario was really fun. I enjoyed it a lot. It's the typical, like, Nintendo just makes a damn good game, right? It, mm. it, it, it was polished, it looked well um i the one thing i didn't like about this game was the combat it it yeah ends up being a bit of a chore um and, and the good thing is you can mostly avoid it 
uh, you know, if, if you don't want to deal with it. However, I think it redeemed itself in the boss fights. The boss fights were incredible. Um, they, they really used the whole, like, circular, concentric circle puzzle thing to maximum effect, and I had a lot of fun with that g- g- game. And uh, exactly how Spirit Harrow hit me emotionally, this game is surprisingly em- emotional. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I, that, I, well, all right, so back up a bit. There might be minor spoilers for some of these games here because it's end of the year game stuff of like why we liked these things. Not minor. Uh, I think there should be major spoilers. There's, there's spoilers. Sure, yeah, sure, yeah. yeah. Um, Spoiler warning. So with Paper Mario, one of the characters in your party at, at one point is a is a a bomb he joins your party and he'll fight with you and stuff like that and the story quickly goes to like what is the idea of a bomb like what's its purpose and it ends up with like its purpose is to blow up and explode he was a great he was a great character too that is so deep and so there's there's a part in the game where you get stuck and you can't pass because there's this giant rock in the way and this guy sacrifices himself he's he's like like, you you know what i believe in you and what you're doing i will sacrifice myself for the cause and it's just like no i I, I was just starting to like you yeah um and it, yeah, it's it's a really emotional so, moment. So it's there, pronounced so. it's pronounced babam. That's how I, I always figured. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I always thought it was. I always it. thought it was Bob Bobam. Yeah, Bobam. <laughs> that's what yeah, I always thought it was. No, Bob-om. that's good. Yeah, Bobam makes sense. But yeah. that is so sad. Yeah. That's incredible. I didn't expect it to be that. Yeah, I I can agree. Like Kyle, watching Amy play it, the combat of the game because she had me play Thousand Years Door a couple years back and. I wasn't really a fan, and she wasn't a giant fan of the combat because it seemed kind of lackluster. But the boss fights were how puzzling and how you have to sit there and figure out a pathway to get to the boss, but also you can get all these power ups. The boss fights look really cool, and I like how every boss is kind of like that kind of arts and crafts style yeah. boss too. Yeah, yeah, they it's had a really great cool. Theme. Yeah, it was, it was good stuff. I I had a lot, lot, lot of fun with that one. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I assume it's my turn now, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Um, my number eight, ha- uh, I know you have it, Alan. I don't know if you have it, Kyle. Astro's Playroom. Yep, I have it. Not on my list. That was my number 11. Oh, uh, okay. Astro's, Astro's is my number five. Okay, okay. cool. We'll talk yeah. about that then. Man, my, my list is going to fuck everything up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you go ahead, Alan. Well, my number eight, which is probably higher on all of your lists, is Miles Morales. Yes. Yeah, that this is, is my number it. two. Yeah. This, yeah, this is higher on my list. Yep, number my three, number eight yeah. is Miles Morales. Okay, sounds good. We'll Should talk we about it. Should we say where we have it? Uh, eh. well, it gives you something it, to get excited about. If, if yeah. you and I, Ignacio, both have that game on our list, we'll have to both be like, well, uh, do you have it at yeah, your three or your 
two. So we we kind of have to say. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, I mean, okay. Alan already said what his game of the year was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's all right. It's all right, man. It's all it's all good. But we also none of us mentioned it either. You just said it. Yeah. Who That's me? That's weird. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I wanted to get it out of the way. I, I guess. Okay, <laughs> the damage is already done. I wanted to give the children out there a bit to look forward to. Well, they, well they, they do. Now they now that they want to hear Crash, they have to sit here and wait till we get there. Alright, actually I could just leave the episode though. Yeah. And at the end forward. of the day, the big reveal is what the final list will be. Yeah. Right? Well, well exactly. Crash is on my well cra- Crash is on my list somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> so okay. Kyle, are you you're you're keeping points while we're I saying am, them, yes. right? Uh, okay, yes, cool. Yeah. All right, uh, Ignacio, it's your turn. Uh, number eight, yeah. Ghost Runner. Ah, okay. Mm, okay. So none of you played it. No, nope. this was my honorable mentions that I blew through. Oh yeah, but Ghost Runner, I think that it was such a fun game for what it was. The only reason that I don't have it higher on my list is that even though it does everything well that it has to everything that is there is great but it's still a a more concise experience it is a short experience but nonetheless it it was so much fun for the time that i was playing it yeah uh i don't really have any much more to say it was an interesting world i i know a lot of people didn't pay much attention to this story but i did i did Mm -hmm. think that at least having that lore there about the place where you are and how this dystopian world with the people down below and the people up high. I, I thought it was just very interesting, but what really shined about the game was the gameplay itself. It, it was so much fun. Yeah. Even though you were dying constantly, you always wanted to get back up and you know, I know that I failed here I shouldn't have turned left here, or I should have jumped here, or maybe mm-hmm. I should have gone the other way. Yeah. I found it so much fun. It's pretty incredible that this, and obviously this is not to talk shit about 2077, but it's pretty cool that this is one of the better cyberpunk-style games that came out this year. Yep. But also unfortunate that not a lot of people talked about it. Yeah, yeah. and also shout-out for the game being 30 bucks. That too, yeah. I, I really feel that it could have been 60 easily. Yeah, this game is worth that kind of price point, but I, I like that they they said, this is what we're giving you. It's a short game, yeah. but it's a complete package, and this is what it's worth. Mm-hmm. So it's it's an awesome uh, waste of your money and time. I don't know a different <laughs> kind of word to, to use other than waste. Nah, it's waste. It, it, is it, it, value, it values your time. And money. Yeah, exactly. It honestly does. Exactly. It, it values there your you time. Go. Awesome. Cool. There you go. Nice. Okay. Uh, let's see here. My number eight spot goes to Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Right. That yeah, because you, you got good at that. Uh, yeah, I did get good and I beat it. Uh, and yeah, I loved you. it a lot. 
I, I played the first one and this one back to back. Um, yeah, God, this is a beautiful game. It is gorgeous. Yeah, uh, so I, I played it on Game Pass on my PC, uh, I guess, over the summer. So by time I played it, it was basically all patched and stuff. It ran yeah. fine. Uh, but I know at the start when this game first came out, it was kind of buggy. Uh, and I guess now on the Xbox Series X, it runs at like 120 yep. FPS. Wild. And even crazy higher than the music is that good. (gasps) Yeah, Yeah. it's a good game. I liked the story as well. Um, Yeah, just good, fun time all around. I think it was a great progression of the first game. Dude, get some new powers and new challenges and stuff like that. It was good. Awesome. Cool. The Wisps. All right. Um, number seven, correct. I have not been able to talk about it. Yeah. Yet. Uh, number seven, <laughs> the Pathless. I assume none of you played this, correct? Mm-mm. That's the PS5 game with the PS5, bow and arrow. PS4, yeah, yeah. Oh wait, oh. um, PS5 and PS4, yeah. Um, yeah. awesome. Okay, so I'll talk about it. Um, so this game, pretty much, yeah, what you're describing. That's your Imagine Journey. And Shadow of the Colossus had a baby, and that's what you get with this game. <laughs> it's exactly what that is. And another weird thing, when I when I wrote credits on this game, this game has no dialogue. And if it does, mm. it's some weird language, and there's subtitles. But when you roll the credits, Troy Baker and Laura Bailey voice the characters. I don't know how. Wow. I don't know what's the big deal here, but apparently they do. So and they have like a post credit scene where they're just like, sup, sup? No, nothing. Sup. I don't get, I don't sup. know if they voice the, the sounds of the eagle or whatever, maybe, but whatever. Oh, so you don't know who they voice. <laughs> no, I didn't know that there was voices in the, in the game. Oh. It's, 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 it's the, uh, uh, Yeah, exactly. That, that was, a, apparently that was Troy Baker and Laura Yeah, Bailey. you can't recognize Troy Baker's grunts? Come on. Yeah. Oh, anyway, man. so. This game was uh, published by Annapurna Interactive, which we all know is a studio that we we love and respect. And this game just adds to that library of amazing games that they that they have published. They, I feel like they put so much thought into the games, but also strictly want them to be considered art, other than video games. And this game is such a video gamey game but also an art piece. <laughs> and I had a hard time describing it back then when I first talked about it, and yeah. I still have a hard time describing it now. But this game has fast-paced fun combat, riveting traversal, and an awesome soundtrack. That It, it all comes together into like a game that, again, I find hard to describe, but, I, but really easy to recommend. So... That's my number seven, The Pathless. I definitely recommend it. Awesome short game to play to, to enjoy yourself. Good stuff. Nice. Yeah, I, I, I'm ex- excited to eventually ch- ch- check it out. Um, but yeah, just didn't really make my radar right away. So we'll see. Yeah, this is one of those games that should be spoken about, like like how Journey or Shadow of Colossus is. Oh, okay, yeah. So All right. Definitely worth a try. 
Well, uh, my number seven, I actually have on here for a, the same thing Kyle mentioned earlier, where it kind of resonated with him emotionally. I have Persona 5 The Royal as my number seven. Nice. Yeah. I'm going to play that. I got to buy it, actually. I forgot. Yeah, so the same same thing. It's a release game, but like Persona 5 Royal added so many extra pieces of content and added such an extra chapter to the story. Yeah. And the Persona 5 story is already great, but at least for me personally with like stuff I deal with in my life and everything else and how I kind of view work and, you know, my own personal life, the ending, I, I'm not going to like give too much spoilers. I know it's a spoiler thing, but the final palette, the final palace and the final stretch of the game, the themes of the story that it uses, the way it uses music and conveys the emotions, even on my phone at work, if that final boss theme plays when I'm just kind of relaxing, it almost gets me emotional. Like I don't cry, but I definitely feel like a swell of emotions because of everything in that game that happens at the end and what it all signifies and the themes that it uses. And it that song just hits me every time. So like I'm not basing it off the whole game, but it's that whole cries. it's yeah, it without giving it too much away, the final enemy you can't even really see as a bad guy. You can see that the heroes you play as are correct in what they're doing, but you can also completely understand where th- where the person you're fighting is coming from because he is also right. He's just not doing it probably in the way you, that seems fair to everybody, but no one's really right. And I mentioned the music, but like there's always like the like stealing their treasure theme that plays for the Phantom Thieves. Right, if you yeah. listen to the lyrics, the the theme that plays while you're invading that palace up to the final boss really tells the story of how the Phantom Thieves feel. And that final boss theme is pretty much the lyrics are from the boss's perspective of how he views the Phantom Thieves. And it's 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 beautiful. So yeah. Good stuff. Persona 5 Royal. Yeah, that's um I... that's a sorry Kyle, you wanna go ahead? No, go, go, go ahead. Um what you mentioned uh, uh Alan about the villain you, you know you thinking that they're right as well. I think is an amazing way to write villains in anything. Oh yeah. By making the making them a villain to the protagonist, but if you were on the villain side, they're the protagonist as well. Yeah. So I I think that's definitely something that is always an awesome uh thing to see in us the story of a villain. Yeah. And uh Persona's always a, a, a has always been a series that I've wanted to try, but there's a huge commitment to it. Oh yeah, but Royal is definitely something I'm gonna play. Yeah, it's it's go. really good. And plus, Persona Five Royal came out at least for me of my work. It came out one week into the initial shutdown, so I just was stuck at home for those several weeks, just binging this game perfectly day all day, all night, just day in and day out. So yeah, I pretty it's much that. had unlimited time to play it. <laughs> Nice. I put yeah. in 50 hours, I think, of the original Persona 5, and it never hit with me. Yeah. I was just like, eh, maybe one day mm. I'll get back to it, but I don't know. Yeah. I, maybe I one think... day I'll you beat the tutorial. Yeah. I still think Persona still 3 has, has like an overall better story of all the Persona games, at least a 3, 4, and 5. But five is definitely like the culmination of like the story and gameplay meeting like this perfect middle. Okay, fair so, enough. Yeah. Yep. Ignacio. Top notch. 
What's your next one? Number seven. This was a hard one to know where to put it. It's The Last of Us Part Two. Oh, All right. Ooh. Okay. Well, That's on my list. It's higher. It's on okay, my list. Yeah. That's higher as well. That is my game of we'll the year, actually. But no. Wow. Yeah, we'll talk about it later. Wow. Yeah, just know that <laughs> it was very hard for me to pick where to put it. Yeah, I understand. I understand. Indeed. All right. Okay. Uh, so yeah, my I mean, next one uh, was Assassin's okay. Creed Valhalla. So Gino, did did you want to yeah. start off with with that one since you also had that on your list? Um, yeah, sure. Uh, that was on my that was my number nine. So AC Valhalla. I personally loved Odyssey and didn't enjoy Origins as much. And I know that you Kyle were the opposite. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. But I think that this game puts at a takes the best parts of those games and puts them into this one in some way. I don't know how it does it, but I would agree. You didn't. Yeah. You didn't like Odyssey. I didn't like origins, but we both like Valhalla. So this game, I don't think being a Ubisoft game, I don't think it overwhelms you with things to do, but I felt that every little objective that you go to in the world is so different from every other one that I never found myself, uh, feeling like I was doing something repetitive. So, uh, and another thing that Valhalla does that I think is nice to see is that even though it's Assassin's Creed has come such a long way from the original games, it's cool to see them go back to the kind of lore that made those cool. Mm-hmm. And I, I personally have not finished it. I think you finished it. So that's did, why it's yeah. lower on my list. Um, but it's definitely a game that, that does a lot well. So what do you think about it? I want the Assassin's Creed lore. I am a sucker for these games. Uh, and which is exactly why I didn't like Odyssey is that they took all of that, like Assassin's Creed bullshit stuff. And they're like, that's going to be in the DLC. And so I yeah. played a 90-hour g- 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 game and got none of it. And I was just like, this sucks. Um, but this one, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, they absolutely bring all that lower back um, yeah. in, in a major way. So if you like that stuff with like the people that came before and the glitches and the animus and all the stuff about Desmond and yeah, it, this will be a game for you. Um, it never felt repetitive. Like you mentioned, you're always doing something different. Uh, yeah. I, it's just way too damn long. Like I bet. It, it, if they chopped off, 60 hours of this game it might have made my top three of just like this oh. this would have been a damn good game if it were just a 30 hour experience right yeah but uh yeah it's long there's a lot to to do in there you end up going to asgard and jotunheim and stuff like that which i was not expecting um i mean i was expecting to see it and stuff, but like, yeah, you actually get to p- to play it and exactly. I did not and... expect to yeah be in there. Yeah, so that that was good. That was a lot of fun. Uh, I really liked the characters. Um, 
yeah, just, I, I, I thought it was a good story. It was an interesting end to the game. There is a big twist, and I know you're like right there at the end, uh, yeah. so I won't spoil it. Um, but yeah, not not something I saw coming. Cool. And now it's like, I'm looking oh, forward to it though. Okay. Yeah. So good I'm, stuff. I'm struggling on whether or not to play this game because personally, I would say up, up until Unity, I would have said that Assassin's Creed was my favorite video game franchise. But mm-hmm. since then, the games have gotten so big that yeah. I, I just I start the games and I never finish them. I, I, wanna, I don't think I even get halfway through with I them. I wanna I wanna stop you right there, Ignacio. Hmm? If you're struggling to play this game, I want you to play a game that's higher on my list. <laughs> I know exactly and I will what talk it, about it is. I'll talk about it when I get there. Okay. But, but yeah, uh, that's what I, I, I was going to say that the what you're saying, Kyle, that, and Gino, that they are going, it seems that they're going back to the Assassin's Creed lore that was there at the beginning. Yeah. And also... Knowing how they have Asgard and all these other realms, which I think is crazy in a cool way, it is pushing me towards playing it. But then uh-huh. again, you were talking about how long the game is, and I, I don't know if I... Yeah, I'm it's it's a big gonna commitment, commit for sure. Yeah. Um, And the, the neat thing with the side quest is that they're not really side quests. They're just like little small things you can do. So on on one hand, it, like it helps speed things along and you don't have to do all this extra stuff. But then again, it's like I just spent 90 hours on what felt like the golden path. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's just like, oh, there's so much. Good God. Um, how, how much of an RPG is it? Does it do the thing where you have to be of a certain level to do certain things? Yes. Uh, yeah. So the map okay. is sectioned off and, uh, you know, each section is, uh, you know, you have to be a certain level to go do it. You can go do it without being that level. Um, and in, in fact, I, I got to a point in the game where uh, like one, one of the final places, there is a city inside a larger section of the map. And that city was a, I think it was like level, level, who got, I don't know, like two, two thirty or something. And I was like level two forty, but then the section outside of it, like the surrounding map, was like level three forty. Yeah, and it was just like, oh god, if I go in there, my butt is gonna get whooped. And I went in there, and I was totally fine. Um and didn't have a problem um you you can upgrade your weapons and stuff like that so you can just destroy someone you Mm -hmm. you know um this game is not great for stealth if you want to play stealthily yeah it's not really built for that um yeah but another another thing that i i found myself over leveled for a lot of the the places once i got to them eventually yes yeah Yeah. i i found myself being like okay i'm level like 190 and i'm starting something that's like you should be level 150 like okay yeah so once you get further into the game that sort of i guess just the your 
barely ever barred out of any location. But you guys are not main pathing yet. Or are you? Not necessarily. I mean, I, mean I, I did some things along the way, some like extra stuff, but for the most part, yeah, exactly. I did the main thing. Yeah, exactly. Mm. But it's a, it's a game that, that you sort of want to do the, the stuff that you're running along to, uh, running, uh, running around in the way, on the way mm-hmm. to somewhere else. You know, you, you, you run into something that piques your interest. It's that kind of game that, um, you want to do these side things and then they help you because you level up because of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Indeed. So, yeah, it's definitely a, a, a great Assassin's Creed in the franchise. I think so, I too. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I've been hearing some people say that this is now up there as one of their favorites, like up there with Black Flag and stuff like that. Yeah. I, I think... I think I would ag- agree. I don't know if it's my top. I I still think the Ezio trilogy is the the best. Right? Yeah, that's the um, that's the standard of the I, Assassin's Creed franchise. I, I yeah. think this might go in my like fourth spot. I like the Ezio mm-hmm. trilogy, Black Flag, Origins, and then this. Yeah, but this is definitely the best one of the recent trilogy. Yeah. So that's great. So go. try it out, Ignacio. Definitely recommend it. Mm. But wait until I talk about the the next game okay. that's coming up, not this one. Oh yeah. Um, but I'll move on to number six. Uh, oh. My number six is Animal Crossing. Wow. Does anybody have I this on their list? Animal Crossing. No, I didn't nope. play it. I didn't know that one yeah. of us played it. Yeah, I played it. So here's the thing: it's a very objective pick for me. Um, objective I played... or subjective? Shit, what's the definition of them? Objective is a, like a concrete thing. Subjective is more of your opinion. It's yeah. subjective. It's subjective for me. Because the thing is, I played 50 hours, which is nothing compared to people that are still playing it to this day. Sure. You know? So that's why I think of it as, a, as an objective point of view. Because I understand that Animal Crossing became this sort of phenomenon. And... It came out at the perfect time in a lot of people's lives, and it took over the conversation and social media. That freaking what is it? People like even Gary, like Gary Wood even created a talk show through yeah. it. Yeah. So, I, I personally, I'm nervous to go back um, to play it because I know the villagers that live with me are gonna talk shit to me for being gone <laughs> for so long. <laughs> No, they're but, just gonna say they just they're just gonna say that they feel bad that you, they haven't seen you. You're gonna you're not they're not gonna be mean to you. You're, you're gonna feel bad for see, ignoring them. And but that's the thing, I know that that is gonna happen. I know that they are gonna say something, and I find that so freaking cool. That you know we're not mad at you. We're just disappointed. Yeah. Just like, oh God, no. Because I've seen <laughs> I've seen people post online of them going back. And one of them was like, oh, I thought you finally got that acting gig that you were wanted so bad or something like Damn. that. So, so it's, it's, this game is so cute. It's so great. And I, I know that this is definitely in a lot of people's top list. Because yeah, yeah. this was definitely a, a, a game that took over 
a lot of people's and even replaced a lot of people's lives because with the lockdown and all that stuff. So yeah, um, it for sure came out in the perfect time for it. Yeah, definitely. So that's my number six. It's it's I, it would be higher if I was obsessed with it, but I I did not get <laughs> obsessed with it the way that that a lot of other people did. But I know that it was an amazing and is an amazing game. Yeah, on the Switch. So that's my number six. Mm. Animal Crossing. Yeah, Amy Amy played the crap out of that game. That's probably got to be her number one if she had a list because she played that game. A t- she still plays that game quite a bit sometimes. But yeah, I don't have Animal Crossing on here because I I just that game is kind of objective list and I can't get into it. But that's 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 me flawed, flawed as a as a human. You need to mm. platinum this game and you don't. Know I can't how. I can't platinum it. But a game I did platinum <laughs> that I loved because I like all the games that company's made is my number six is Ghosts of Tsushima. Awesome. Wait, awesome. Uh, uh, the next one, Astro's Playroom? No, no, Astro's is my number five. Isn't that what we're on right now? No, we're in no, six. No, we're on six. No, we're we on just six. Did, we just did seven. Okay. Oh, I no, what did you do, right, Kyle? Cool. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm just moving this over here. Ghosts <laughs> <laughs> uh, is higher for me. Okay, all right, yeah. Yeah, Ghost is my number six. Uh, go- what did I have Ghost as? I had Ghost as my number four. Okay. 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 Yeah, I've been all a four, right. too. Okay. okay. So, Ignacio, what's your number six, then? My number six is... I know a lot of people wouldn't hold this game that high, but my number six is Avengers. Oof. Okay. Avengers. Okay. Man, this was low on my list. Why? <laughs> yeah, why would you say something so controversial yet so brave? Yeah. Well, the thing is, I did enjoy this story, and that was mainly the reason as to why I wanted to play it. I'm not a game as a service guy. I'm not a kind of person that puts a ton of hours with games. I usually just go in, finish the story, go out. But for whatever reason, with Avengers, I stuck with it for a much longer time after I beat the story than I, I expected. It did hook me. The gameplay did hook me. And it's not the the gameplay loop of getting whatever loot or stuff like that. It was just the gameplay. I really, for whatever reason, enjoyed the gameplay a lot. Enough to... That'd be the only reason as to why I was playing it, honestly. And it it did help that I had kind of like something to look forward to, to the point that once I realized that that thing that I was looking forward to was so much further away than I thought it was, that's when I stopped eventually. But yeah, I I just enjoy the gameplay a lot. I know Kyle will not agree with me, but I really think that for characters like Captain America or Iron Man, those they to me feel like the how they should feel. Mm-hmm. Throwing Cap Shield will not feel. It just feels so great to me. Throwing his shield and with Iron Man just punching someone and then going with the blasters and and all all that stuff. It it really felt natural to me how they should feel, even Hulk. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just a few. it was a bummer to me because I, I didn't agree. Um, I, I loved the story 
mission. I think it was too short and they ch chopped out a bunch of stuff that could have been in there and I think that's what I would have wanted. Like if that was the the thing that they did is just that single player stuff, I would have loved it. Um but yeah, I the characters just didn't feel how I thought they should feel. It didn't feel good to mm. me. So Yeah. I'm so I'm glad you liked it though. Yeah, it's so weird how it feels perfect for me, but it it's quite the opposite for you. Yeah. But yeah, number six, I enjoyed it much more than I would have expected it, or in hindsight, how I would have expected it. Nice. Yeah. Okay, my number six is Hades. Nice. Of course, of course. Yeah. I I really want to get I really want to get that game. Yeah, it's it's a great game. I like it a lot. I still haven't beaten it, uh, which might be why it is only my number six spot. Um, but I've enjoyed my t t my time with it immensely. I I re really don't have anything bad to say about the game. Like it's great, no matter what build you ha have. The, all the weapons are fun and you get all these different powers. It it rarely feels like you have the same thing with each run. Like it like each each time you go in and do all of the fights and the levels and stuff like that, it feels brand new. And that's amazing. Like how like how how, how do they make it feel different every single yeah. time? It's magic. Um, and, and then to like go in and be completely surprised when you start when you just you get the perfect build. Right. And you're just like, oh, I am wrecking these fools. And you're just like, yes, th this is great. Like I've I've made it to the final boss once and I got my ass whooped. But that one time I had only gotten past the second stage, maybe one time. Mm -hmm. and, and so like I made it all the way to the final boss. I was like, how did I do that? I have no idea, but that felt great. Like that was yeah. wonderful. Um, yeah, it just it's a good game. The voice acting is a lot of fun. The colors, the art style. Great things to say all around. Yeah, yeah this it, game got a lot of people into roguelike games. Yeah. Well, even just being Absolutely. a fan of Super Giants, like Bastion Transistor, like this game feels like the Empire. <clears throat> this game feels like, like looks like the culmination of like everything they made before it. Level now, yeah, because like Amy played Bastion and loved it, and I tried it and I loved it. I played Transistor, loved that, and like I didn't play Pyre unfortunately because it didn't look like my kind of game. But Hades, just being a roguelike, which aren't my favorite, but Hades just looks like it has such fast and fluid gameplay that it just looks like it'd be right up my action genre ass. Yeah. And it like I, I, I know this was out in early access for quite a while. Um, I, I think it was out in like 2018 for early access. Yeah, well, that's the thing. By time they released it, this was like Nintendo levels of polished of just like this runs incredibly smooth. Yeah, and it yeah. feels great. So, yeah. Kudos to them. That's a wonderful, wonderful game and, and remember like you said everyone in the game you know everyone's hot in the game too so there, there's that hell yeah <laughs> yeah they are very sexy dude 
There you go. Very sexy people. Except, 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 except your dad. Your dad looks, dad looks kind of ugly. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it, dad, dad's looking kind of. He's not. He doesn't have the hot dad bod. He's got the ugly dad bod. Damn. Anyway. Damn. Okay. <laughs> all right. We are all halfway through now, correct? Yeah, indeed. Yes. Okay. My number five. I don't know if you guys think that this is probably going to be higher on my list. But my number five is Genshin Impact. Oh, right. man. I, I thought that was going to be higher, actually. Yeah, with the amount of money that you put into the game. Yeah. Right? How's <laughs> that cardboard box? Top three. So, so we mentioned this earlier, Alan, about hype levels and games yeah. coming out. I found out about this game a week before it came out. Really? And, oh, yeah, yeah. and then I found out that it was free. So I was like, oh, my God. Freaking awesome. Let me try this out. And then he gave so, them $10,000. <laughs> so I did it, and it immediately clicked with me, dude. The, the combat in this game is the, the shining star of it. But I would not expect... And, and the other thing is, I, don't, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have expected a free gotcha game that is also on mobile <laughs> to have such a well-thought-out story. And it did. It, it has... An, a story that makes you want to get to the next story mission, find out what's going on. It's a story about um, betrayal and government and, and that kind of stuff. It was, it was awesome. This is an, an amazing story for a game that I did not expect to have one. Yeah, so, I, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, like, I, I try Genshin. I don't have Genshin anywhere on my list, only because like I play Genshin for maybe like, a couple hours and then I never went back to it only because like I liked Genshin but it's just like I like the art style I like the combat but just because the game seemed a little framey at times I just couldn't yeah. quite get into it mm-hmm. no yeah like, I, I had the opposite like it clicked with you right away and I tried to get it to click and I, I just couldn't uh, it's yeah, rare I mean- it's rare for me for a game to to click with me like that for me to want to play it all day and then wake up the next morning, skip breakfast oh. and keep playing it, you know what I mean? Yeah, and then and, go to work and, and play that. it on your phone and exactly. <laughs> this did that to me for a while, and I got into that loop, and like you guys mentioned, it freaking sucked me into the thieverous gotcha system, dude. Yeah, <laughs> I was surprised that thieves. you didn't play it on your phone. Too. I actually don't like because. It's it looks amazing on your phone and it runs incredibly well, but this is a game that deserves to be played with a controller and and mm. and on a TV and and all that kind of stuff. Because yeah. the the not only that but the character design is freaking amazing. Like yeah. now I have one of the characters that I haven't even played as as my background on my phone because she's so freaking beautiful. It's the most beautiful wife I've ever seen in my life, <laughs> and it. And that makes you want to unlock them all. But how are you going to unlock them all? By spending freaking money, my friend. Money. And that's what you got to do. But I, yeah. it's so cool because every single character has like, they have their own personality, their own certain skills and their own play style. So it, there's, there's so much to the combat of it, the different combinations of elements, of skills, of weapons that... I'm not playing it as much as I did when it first came out, but I still come back to it every once in a while, and I enjoy however long I'm playing it for. Mm. So Damn. that that's yeah. my number five right there. Genshin me, Impact. I, uh, do you know you said that you heard about it right before it came out? 
Yeah. I knew about it when it was first announced. I don't remember when it was, but it, to me, it was always the Chinese Breath of the Wild. Yeah. And so when it came out, I give it a try because it, it really <laughs> is a lot like Breath of the Wild. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. I, I would call it like an uncanny valley effect where it kind of looks like Breath of the Wild. It, it, it's kind of close to Breath of the Wild, but it is so close and yet so far that that's what makes me not want to play it. Yeah. It's that uncanny valley effect. But in theory, it, it should make me want to... I should like it because it is very much a lot like Breath of the Wild, but also crossed with the anime. Yeah, exactly. I feel like that's something that we can go back to the same sort of situation of playing Resident Evil 2 Remake before RE3 Remake. Because I didn't play Breath of the Wild before this. No. So, falling in love with those... Yeah, I I have not... I I played it... um, I played Breath of the Wild before this, but not extensively. I didn't... Mm. I, I didn't fall in love with it or any like that any stuff like that but experiencing those sort of systems in this game for some reason locked me in more than that one did mm. so i understand where you where you fall on it as well because breath of the wild is breath of the wild you know yeah and this is not that so mm. it, it that makes sense yeah but you see it, it isn't that but at the same time it is so close to yes. that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Where in a, in a way, I feel like it is missing that Nintendo polish. Mm-hmm. But it, it, is. Yeah, it is so close. That's why I call it a like an uncanny valley effect. Yeah. The other amazing thing that these um, the company is doing is they're updating the game continuously. Like, mm. and and these aren't just you know quality of life updates. These are game updates that are oh, adding to the story. Yeah, they're adding to the story. They're adding more characters. They're adding more areas. Like they're taking, they're taking very good care of the community of the game and and all that stuff. That's because awesome. I mean, they're millionaires now because of you guys. Yeah, and me included. Well, yeah. and you, well, yeah, especially <laughs> you. <laughs> especially viewers. Well, they like need you. more ways to keep getting your money. Yeah, and that's what they're doing. They're doing it right. Yeah, good for them though. Nice. Them. They deserve it. I, I honestly was expecting Genshin to be, like, I didn't think it was going to be your number one, but I, I just had a feeling Genshin was going to be, like, your number three. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I could see you putting your top three, but not number one, but sweet. That's how many yeah. amazing games came out this year. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this year had some great stuff. Uh, well, my, speaking of which... My, my number five we, is Astro's Playroom. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, now we yeah, can do Astro's yeah. Playroom. Now we can do Astro's Playroom. Okay. Yeah, that is my number five. You, yeah, if you yeah. want to talk about it first, you guys, or me, or... Okay. Wait, who has it lower? I have it as honorable mentions. I have it at eight. Yeah, uh, yeah so I you guys will talk it about list, it first. So. Oh, you didn't so, yeah, Gino and Ignacio, you talk about it first. Yeah, go ahead, Ignacio. Or whatever. Yeah, go I Kyle. You were talk- going, Kyle. You were going, Kyle. I'll go. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed this. Uh, I, I had a blast playing it. It really reminded me of just that like Nintendo level quality of Mario stuff of just like, I'm going to play exactly. this like 3D platformer and just have fun. Right. Like uh-huh. it like it just exudes this uh, this like ha- happiness and this just like, look, we have so much fun making these video games for you and let's just celebrate PlayStation. And that's exactly yeah. what this thing is. 
I will say that I went back in to tr tr try and platinum it because you guys were like, oh, yeah, I platinumed it in like four. I spent like three extra hours on that. I am still nowhere <laughs> near getting no way. a platinum on what? that thing. Really? I don't know how. I'm like, I, what is wrong with me that I are can't? You doing the, are you doing the game help? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and I'm just what are you, what are you, what are you missing? One are you trying? Are you missing? Are you trying? I, I don't even know. What are you I doing? No. Like, the thing that would take you the most is finding probably the puzzle pieces. Honestly, I have most of the puzzle pieces. I think I, I, I don't, I don't have much left. But I have enough that I was just like, next time I mention this game, I'm going to be like, fuck you all. I, I hate you. No. <laughs> Is it the combat? <laughs> well, there are also some, like, <laughs> like some very no. He's no. He's struggling with the speed do. run levels where you got to beat Astro's it in the record time. Playroom, a Souls like game where you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when I, when I beat it, when I finished uh, Astro's Playroom, and I knew that the platinum was so attainable, so many people were getting it. I was surprised with the amount of trophies that I still hadn't gotten, and I think that that's because. A lot of those are having you do very specific things with the yeah. game. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so no, it was weird because I saw I saw people on Twitter posting. I think Alan was one of these people. They posted when they first started playing, and then two hours later, they posted a picture of their platinum. I was like, yeah, "What's yeah, wrong yeah. with you, dude? Yeah, I don't <laughs> know how you, you can get it that fast." The the no. only the only thing I ever had to look up. As sad as this is, is I had to look up where to find like the PlayStation's like original logo in the PlayStation Labo room. We have to punch the sign. That was the only uh, thing I had to look up. Yeah. I see. I knew that one because I I saw someone posting it on Twitter. Yeah, oh, that's funny. Like this being like a cool Easter egg. But that's one of the things that I, I want to bring up here that Cal also kind of bring brought up. Mm -hmm. I grew up with playstation i my whole yeah. life i have been mainly with playstation i had a ps1 ps2 ps3 mm -hmm. ps4 ps5 and a ps vita i have a psvr and so seeing the amount of references and love that they put into the game like mm -hmm. yeah from even i'm it blows my mind the detail of every model that they have in there of be it the PS1, the the PSP microphone, the VMU for the PS1, whatever. I, I mean, it blows my mind the level of, of that, of detail. And also the amount of references that they put into each level. Where it, yeah. they don't have nothing to do with, with any of those levels, but they just reference so many games throughout PlayStation history. I... It was so much fun trying to find those and trying to decipher which game it was. And I think maybe there were like four or five games that I didn't know what they were. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it, kudos to them for the amount of love that they showed for PlayStation history. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Have you guys ever seen that SNL of Kylo Ren when he does the undercover boss? Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Dude, there's a part where, where somebody <laughs> said something like, oh, I think Kylo Ren is actually doing the right thing. And yeah. then he's like, exactly, exactly. Yeah, and he gets all excited like, yeah. Dude, I, that's what I'm thinking of when I say exactly, because you guys are saying exactly what I'm thinking. We're not, like, oh, my God, I have, it, I have it right here. 
Wait. 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 Gino. Gino wants Kylo Ren to say exactly. Did you hear? Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. That's exactly. Uh, yeah, I agree. It's a beautiful ode to PlayStation. Beautiful ode to PlayStation. Yeah. And it's an amazing platformer. So I'm looking forward mm-hmm. to I I hope they decide to continue on with Astro as as a platforming um character or in some form. And I let's give a shout out to the fact that they included it as a pack in game. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. But you didn't have to pay for any of this and it was a fully complete amazing game to spend your time on so that's awesome yeah for sure well, one of one of the best packings well i i i just want to point out that for ignacio putting astro astro on his honorable mentions he sure had a lot to say about an honorable mention uh yeah. <laughs> but um i, I mean it, it was only an honorable no. <laughs> honorable mention because i it didn't feel right to put it well, on the top I, 10 I'm not going to repeat too much of what you guys said, because you guys pretty much said exactly. Ignacio, I'm in the same boat. I've owned pretty much every PlayStation system through my generation. It was the first console I owned, so it mm. for the same reasons you guys love it, I do. Like you guys said, I love the references. The only thing I'll add is, growing up on PlayStation, while you said Astro isn't, isn't like really like a full, like you don't feel like it's a full sizable game, like regardless, mm-hmm. I play Astro's Playroom, and it almost brings me back to like the PlayStation one days of like a simple platformer, real simple, not yep. much, not much going on gameplay wise, real short and just a very compact experience. While it might not be a long game, every moment in Astro's playroom feels important. Like whether it's information, gameplay, just that general mm-hmm. feel good. You mentioned the PlayStation, like, you know, devices there. I learned so many things I didn't know PlayStation had for stuff for certain systems and all kinds of stuff. So like, and as we mentioned earlier with other games, Astro's Playroom, because of the moment to moment of seeing things, Astro's Playroom feels like as a PlayStation fan, if you are that PlayStation fan, that game isn't just a game. It values you as a fan. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And that, that's what exactly. Astro's Playroom feels like. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Awesome. So that's all cool. I wanted to add for Astro's Playroom. But yeah, I, I love that. I love that game. Mm-hmm. There you go. So yeah. All right. Where was that? Where? Was that my turn? Because like Gito and Ignacio. That was your turn. Yeah. <laughs> that that was your number so? five. Now it's Ignacio's number five. Yeah, it's number five. Uh, mm-hmm. My number five is Miles Morales. Okay. All right. That's higher yeah, that on my list. That one's my uh, number two, as you guys know. Okay. 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 We'll Only thing that I will mention is that this is a game that I added. Uh, when I said that I added one after getting my PS5. Ah, okay. okay, cool. Nice. We'll okay. talk about that after. Um, Kyle. Okay, let's see. Opening up my notes here. My next one. I know this is going to be higher up on some people's lists. Final Fantasy VII Remake. That's higher on my list. You have list. it at number five? Yep. yep, nope. I have it at number five, my dude. Mm. <laughs> it's way higher Technic- Technically, that's in my honorable mentions. It's a game I played, but God it just didn't really us. stick with me. Yeah, this is higher for God. me, and I feel yeah. like switching it, dude. I feel like switching it where I, where I have it. But let's see, we'll think about it. It's higher I mean, for you me. You can make a last minute change right now. Yeah, you can change. As as now, I'll I'll leave it my honorable it. mentions. I'll, I'll leave it. I'll leave it where I feel like it belongs. Okay, cool. Okay, we'll talk about it later. <laughs> All right. Okay. I'm excited to talk about this one. This is my number four, and this is the one that I was talking about, Ignacio. Immortals: Phoenix Rising. 
How did I know? I actually have this game. I have not even booted it up yet. Play it, dude. Okay, so the first time, the first time I spoke about this game, I was kind of lukewarm on it, but I had only played for like a few hours. But after every time I played it, I found myself wanting to continue. This game caught me completely by surprise, guys, with how well written it was. I have never had a game make me genuinely laugh, aside from like South Park or anything like that, you know, (laughs) but this game made me laugh. It made me laugh when people would talk in different cutscenes, and that alone was an amazing part of it that made me want to continue seeing what everyone had to say or whatever, what, what next cutscene I was going to get to. So the, the weird thing is that, or not the weird thing, but so you guys know you're able to customize your character in the game, however you want. Sure. You make them your, yeah, you make them your own person. It's, it's funny that you mentioned that you didn't know that, um, Alan, because for some reason I entirely, after I had finished customizing my character, I'm 30 hours in the game. I entirely forgot that was an option oh. because my customized character felt like such a main character that I mm-hmm. couldn't imagine her looking okay. any other way. Mm. And that's how cool the writing is. Cause I assume everyone that plays this game feels that way about their character. That like your character becomes that person. And like it I, really, it really makes you feel like you, like you yourself, are the main character. Exactly. I, like the way I've customized my person is the way they were supposed to be customized, the way they were imagined, for some yeah. reason. And uh, back then, when I spoke about it, it does copy a lot of the Breath of the Wild mechanics more than Genshin does when it comes to gameplay. But the cool thing is that it doesn't have the annoying bits of that game, like weapons breaking and stuff like that. So it is kind of annoying. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, the other little thing, every little cut scene in this game, um, scenes that you can completely skip, like upgrading your health or stamina. There's little cut scenes that play when you're doing that. They're so enjoyable that I never skipped them. Mm. Every little part of this game, I think is so well thought out. So perfectly done that I cannot believe that this is a Ubisoft game. I absolutely wow. cannot believe it. It's so well done. It looks good, though. Like, so, I, I, yes. I want to play it, but it, especially just after having, you know, like 50 more hours in Assassin's Creed, <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, I need to take a break from open exactly. world I, stuff. I picked it up in the middle of playing Assassin's Creed, and it completely took me away from it. Because oh. it's... It is the better open world Ubisoft game that came out um, compared to like Watch Dogs and Assassin's Creed and stuff. Like it, it really, this is, <laughs> this is not a Ubisoft game. I think one of their, one of, a different internal studio made this, obviously, right? W- whatever that studio is, I don't know what studio it is. I'm sorry about that. Actually, actually I think if I'm not mistaken, this was the team that made Odyssey. Okay, mm. so that makes a lot of sense to what. Well, I mean, this does have the the gods and stuff like that, similar to the way the Odyssey mm-hmm. does. But yeah. the way this plays around with um, that sort of mythology, 
it makes the very serious stuff like you know that Zeus has you know it I learned stuff that Zeus did, but in a more um mm-hmm. digestible manner, you sure. know like he he what is it he he exiled his children and 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 killed the human but like diff- like different stuff he destroyed a lot of things yeah but did. the way they they play around with that writing in this game makes it funny. But it's funny because they're talking about very bad things in such a nonchalant way. So I don't know. I had so much fun. You know, it's you're the the whole game is narrated by uh, Zeus and Prometheus, mm-hmm. and you hear their banter whenever you're doing random things in the game, because every little thing that you're doing, they have something to say about. So it's awesome to just explore the map and do random things because they'll say something. And I don't know, it's just so expertly written, this game. It's, it's, it's an awesome, this is a DreamWorks slash Pixar game. And it's so fun to play. And I cannot recommend it enough, dude. High praise. If, you, if you're going to play one of these games, Ignacio, skip a Sanskrit Valhalla for now and play this instead. You know, before this, uh, Phoenix Rising, it it had the same effect with me, like Kenshin Impact, where it it did feel like that uncanny <laughs> valley, where it is so close yeah. to Breath of the Wild, but at the same time, it really feels like as an outside observer, it feels like Ubisoft's Breath of the Wild, yeah, and uh, not really in a good way, mm-hmm. but. What you said, it is kind of pushing me towards it. It is picking my attention, my curiosity. Yeah, no, it definitely, the way it copies it, copies it right. They don't, they, they, you can tell that they really thought about the game that they were inspired by. Mm. And they didn't want um, to feel like a clone, but they wanted to make it their own. And that's exactly what they did. It's, they wanted they wanted to copy yeah. the homework but not make it look too obvious. <laughs> yeah. They wanted to copy the homework but make themselves seem the like the better student, you know? Okay. So and and they did that. They did it. They did it well for me. They got me into it. I actually wrote credits on this game. Um and nice. I I wanna go back and keep playing it. Nice. Plus so. isn't plus isn't like I mean, even if uh, even if Immortals does kind of copy Breath of the Wild, isn't copying just a really good form of flattery? Like it just means that Breath of the Wild meant a lot to them. It depends on how it covers it. Yeah, but I don't think it's in a bad I way. Mean, I think they just love that game and they wanted to make it their own. Game. Yeah, because like if they, I, I know Ubisoft gets a bad rap for oh they just make these third you know person action uh, open world open world games. And this is still technically that, but it's mm-hmm. in a like a style that they haven't done. Like, what if we make it more cartoony? And what if we add in some influences from Breath of the Wild and so on and so forth? And it, like, it's it stands out amongst it really their does. catalog. Yeah, it, but it weirdly really reminds. Sorry, it, uh, you you can go. Um, I was just quickly gonna say that it um. It doesn't have all the little things that you would find in the Ubisoft game when it comes to the little 
Uh, you know how they usually have their little bugs and, and little glitches and stuff. This game seems so much more complete than that, which is why I was surprised to to think of it as a Ubisoft game. But yeah, yeah. there you go. What, what were you saying, Alan? Well, the thing I was going to say is like, I do like when Ubisoft does something different because they haven't done something like it in quite a while. Mm-hmm. But another game that they made that was really great that I loved was a uh, child of light. Cause it was just so different than what they would normally make. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what immortals makes me think of. It's, it might be like breath of the wild, but it's kind of a different style that Ubisoft doesn't normally do that. It really makes it stand out amongst all their other library of games. Mm-hmm. So definitely a recommendation. Yeah, I, I can't wait to play it. Like, I have it. I just haven't played it yet. Yeah, it's awesome. All right, what's your number four, Alan? Oh, for some reason, I thought that was Kyle. Like, did, we, did we skip Kyle? Kyle, what was your number no. five? Kyle was Final Fantasy. Oh, that's yeah. right. Oh, wow. Wow, sorry. Um, My number four, right? Yeah. yeah. My number four is Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2. Oh, ah. man. Yeah, Anthony I don't think Hawk. anyone else has this on their list. Good old Anthony no, Hawk. Some, some <laughs> Tony, Tony Hawk. So, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, exactly, I didn't... Exactly, <laughs> Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, so, Pro Skater, I, I love this game. Like, I didn't play a lot of Pro Skater games, and especially after the big fail, kind of failure that Pro Skater 5 was that people just absolutely hated, this mm. was a really great return to form, even if it is just... Uh, one and two just remade and purposed together but it does make it where you can actually play with both games skateboarding mechanics together so they definitely combined the best yeah. parts of them ga- of the games just together and the feel of the game was great it was so great that even though i don't really ever like never play a skateboarding game i played this game constantly like i had friends play it i kept i sometimes go back to it to try to set higher scores on like levels that i played I even tried to get like nostalgia is real. Yeah. Well, I don't really have much nostalgia for it because even if I like played the second one, I don't really have much memory of it, though. Um, So everything felt brand new to me. So like nothing really clicked in my brain to be like, oh, I remember this. It all felt brand new. And in typical Mm -hmm. fashion, I get the trophies, obviously. But I actually think that was a good thing because trying to get the trophies for this game caused me to learn more in-depth mechanics of the skateboarding of like doing like getting more height or chaining better combos or all kinds of stuff and the more Mm -hmm. it pushed me to learn the more complicated skateboarding tricks only just heightened my enjoyment of the game where like then i found myself just playing at that high skill level when not even going for trophies or or achievements or anything because i was just having fun learning the new skills and the new tricks i could combine and chain together so yeah it really is fun and it almost feels it just feels arcadey we're like i can just pick it up play like two two minute levels and then stop and switch to something else or go into it and play like a quick multiplayer match or two and then just put it down so it almost has that kind of roguelike feel or arcade feel where i can just pick it up play it for 20 minutes put it down do something else so there you go good yeah it was it was a game i did not expect to love as much as i do but i i love it a ton Number now, four. now you know why like everyone loved these games back in the day they're just I, yeah. I, dude they're i just do infinitely re- replayable and the music yeah. is so good oh my god dude i'm surprised I, they I were think, able to get all that music again awesome. well, even yeah. even some of the new music they put into it like i think i have like seven songs from the game just on my phone because they're just, they're bangers man yeah <laughs> indeed i just hope that they they remaster uh, 
Tony Hawk Pro Skater 3. And we'll see, man. I, I don't know. My, this... That's my Tony Hawk. Well, we can only yeah. hope. But yeah, three, th- like whatever they do after this is, is going to be exciting. They're probably going to, they're going to, I think they're going to do that same because Activision has been doing that sort of let's bring back a trilogy and then let's make the a new one. So I feel like yeah, they're yeah. going to do the one and two, then they're going to release three and four, and then they're going to release a proper sequel. Interesting. They should be careful because like Pro Skater 5 was bad. So like they do have to yeah, kind of be careful with what they bad. do. Yeah. Also, hopefully they branch out into the other Tony Hawk games. I would love, love an Underground, for example. To yeah. Bring the other back. Cool. Okay. Yep. On to Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah. Ghost of Tsushima. Ghost of Tsushima. Tsushima. So do should I go <laughs> Yakuza? Because like because Ghost is my number six. <laughs> Yakuza. Yakuza. <laughs> that's how it's that's how it's pronounced. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you I said that, number you four. Said that's Kyle. so defeated, Ignacio. You said that's yeah. so defeated. I tried to be correct here. I tried to pronounce it as it should. Yeah. It's Yakuza, obviously. Yakuza. Yakuza. <laughs> Yes, yeah, yes, exactly, exactly. Anyways, <laughs> Ghost of Tsushima is great. It's it really is. It is, yeah. I, um, I didn't beat this game, so I will only say one thing about it. Okay. This game is beautiful. Probably one of the beautiful oh, games that came out this absolutely. year. Absolutely. So that's yeah. what I'll say. Yeah. For me, yeah. Ghost of Tsushima, it was one of those games that I... I knew it was coming out. I knew that I, I would probably enjoy it. I, I was like... Fine, I, I will play it, uh, of course, it's coming out, I'm sure it's going to be good. I wasn't expecting it to grab me like it did, for me to enjoy it like it did. Not only did I enjoy the story of Jin and his whole journey, seeing him, him evolve and his whole perspective of life evolve and his own set of rules evolve, but I also enjoyed the gameplay of it. I'm a huge fan of melee combat and i love swords and i think that this game did such a great job with it and Mm -hmm. even though they they had you have to balance or juggle four different poses for different enemies i eventually and it didn't take me long i eventually just it became so natural for me to go from one to the other to another to another depending on the combat and also one thing that i I really have to commend the game for is that as Gene and his whole philosophy evolved, not only his philosophy evolved, mine did, and the way that I approached the game. Like at the beginning, I was all for honor and you gotta fight them, looking at them. That's how I was playing. And then by the end, that changed for me with him. I was like, no, I. Be the ghost. Do what has to be done. This is what has to be done. And I, I love that so much of the game. Mm-hmm. Well, to That's add that. to that, though, too, the game the game does also change that because before, before Jin officially kind of embraces being the ghost, sword combat is technically the better way to go. But as the game progresses, the enemies get, like, tougher or, like, they're bigger groups or, like, there's bigger campments. And I feel like you can you can be stealth. And also, like, this game is very good whether you be stealthy or do melee combat. They're both equally viable. But I found mm-hmm. myself, like, wanting to be stealthy earlier in the game, and I still could. 
but it really felt like because Jin didn't want to be like he didn't want to be dishonorable. It felt mm. like I could still be stealthy, but it just didn't feel quite like it clicked. And when Jin became the ghost and had those couple more tools, it really felt like the game was evolving into that. Like one, you the player, but the gameplay also slowly transformed into that as well. Yeah, I, I think that's my one criticism of the game is that I loved the story and I loved the mechanics, but I think the mechanics fought against the story a little bit in certain parts because yeah. everyone uh they they were like oh this is just an assassin's creed game that we all wanted and in a sense i would say yes this is the better of the assassin's creed games that came out this year but that's the thing i wanted to play it like i play an assassin's creed game which is stealthily mm-hmm. and it's being like well no 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 don't do that. That's dishonorable. And I'm just like, I'm a <laughs> fucking ninja. Back off. You, you know? You're and, a samurai. Like, I, yeah. Yeah. yeah and you're it, a it samurai. gives you that, that cutscene. <laughs> I know. Exactly. I don't care. I'm a fucking ninja. Let me be stealthy. I don't. I don't. Yeah, Kyle, yeah. You're so dishonorable. See, well, see, okay. Like, but <laughs> so, like, Kyle, I get where you're coming from. Like, you are right. You, you are actually exactly correct that the mechanics do kind of fight each other in the game. And you're, to me, you're right. But I feel like that almost plays to the game's strength because it really makes it you... It kind of does, though, yeah. Yeah, it does and doesn't depending on the if, if you like that or not. For me, it worked because while they were fighting against each other versus how I wanted to play versus how Jin wanted to, when Jin didn't want to be that way, it made me kind of play his way. But then when Jin changed to be how I wanted to be, it made me feel like I had a stronger connection to Jin mechanically and like just emotionally with the story of like the mm-hmm. the plight that he goes through and i i felt like that brought me closer to jin as a character and with those mechanics i feel like it makes the game more immersive to me because it's immersing you into having to play this way yeah, yeah. until what, it switches what i find Go interesting ahead, yeah what i find interesting is that i don't know if it was a missed opportunity or just a, a narrative decision on their part i mean they're the ones that made the game so they know what they're doing but when I original when I first saw this game, I originally thought it was gonna be that typical sucker sucker punch mechanic of having the the good and the bad of your decisions. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I figured the ghost side would be the more evil side, and then samurai would be the the sort of the good uh, way that you can go. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if if that was the the way this game went, if it would have worked well in in a way. But seeing what you guys are saying, it seems like that wouldn't have worked as well as as well, what I thought. Well, because yeah. I think yeah. from kind of funny's uh, spoiler cast with um I forget his name already. The the the, the, the guy, uh, the guy behind it. Yeah, it's those are my top my I name. think I think he mentioned that head. like they didn't they didn't implement a morality system. Andrew Goldfarb. No, no, not him. But, <laughs> no, but shout I, out to Andrew Goldfarb. I believe he mentioned that they didn't add the morality system because they didn't want to just kind of leave it open ended. They wanted to tell a story. Nate Fox. Yeah, Nate Fox. Like yeah, they wanted to tell right. Jin's story. Like yeah, they could have. They eat, they could have put morality in there where you could have been good yeah. or bad. Which, but they yeah. wanted to. They wanted you to Jin to be this way. And and at the end of the day, I, I think that's a good decision for what they did. Because when we end yeah. up talking about The Last of Us Part 2, 
there'll be something similar in that. I, I, I like the fact that these characters are their own person and it's not just me. Like, right. Like yeah. I, I play yeah. the Assassin's Creed games the way I want to play them. Right. Yeah. Whereas this was like, well, you can kind of do that if you want to, but we're going to push back a bit and be like, hey, you, like play this how Jin would play this. Yeah. And at the end of the day, I was like, oh, OK, that's that's making me understand him better and understand his journey to be like at, at the end of the, the game, you have to make a, de- a decision based on the way you played and who yeah. you thought Jin was as a character. And yeah, it was just like, oh, man, this this is working wonders. And it, it does kind of give you a moral choice at the end of the game. Like that is kind of your big moral choice. So you can either be the new gen or you can kind of retain the old way. So it does yeah. kind of give you a moral choice at the end, but it doesn't really impact who Jin yeah. actually is in the end. And then he's still he's still the ghost. After all mm-hmm. that, we haven't even mentioned the like improvements on like the, the way p- 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 point system of just it's natural the wind is i I did have some problems with that what i i had none i thought it was masterful yeah the wind really brought the environment to life you got nothing nice to say don't say nothing at all yeah (laughs) (laughs) in that way yeah it it was a cool artistic decision to make it win i I appreciate it on that way Mm -hmm. but the problem that i had is that the wind wasn't good when you didn't go know if you had to go up or down or well, you had to something explore. like that i more than once i i thought that i was going the right way following the wind and it turned out that no i should have gone the other way more uh, than once. yeah there there were there were a few times when you're on an incline that it's difficult yeah. to tell of like the, oh is it going towards me or against me or yeah the problem with the wind is know. that it didn't feel very precise because it, it was wind. But you can yeah. still you can still commend them on the fact that they changed yeah. the way waypoints yeah. work yeah. and, and yeah. that way a lot of other people start thinking about let's not it's just have a random thing on the map. Let's maybe do no something decision. different like they did. Well it does like a cool yeah. middle because like I didn't really enjoy like was it Far Cry five because it had no real waypoint system. It was just kind of like here, just explore. But I also don't really like just the, oh, hey, here's a cursor marker. You can still have the cursor marker on your map and stuff like that because your wind will track it. But I like how the wind is a dynamic way of giving you a waypoint without either without giving you literally no waypoint. Just go explore or just having a little blip on your map of like, oh, go to that spot. The only thing I I didn't like, I, I just wasn't a big fan of the excessive amount of like birds and foxes you have to follow. I feel like they should have done a bit more with that, but I, in the end, it didn't really take away. I just kind of wish yeah. there were more options, but I still love them anyways. I, I still think that it, it was cool for the, I don't know, first half of the game where I was encountering them. By yeah. the end, I was just like, I'll just ignore you now. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. And also, one last thing for the win thing is that if your waypointing system is getting you lost, Maybe you should reconsider it. Well, have you tried developing the game? I mean, let me know. <laughs> uh, damn, that was, a, that was a fighting words right there. I'm sorry. 
That, that's my that's my you killed him i i you don't know why him. i like i have ghost like for how much i love ghost i have it at number six it's only my only thing is i love ghost but like it's just one of those games that i wouldn't go back and just play again and again and again and that's the only reason i have it at six but like in terms of story and like ripping out the replayability it would be higher on my list has anyone here yeah. played the multiplayer I, no i haven't tried it yet i played it for like two three hours and it's it's a whole other thing of its own. It's yeah. pretty awesome. It's so wild for me that <laughs> there's a whole other section of the game that I have. And it's not free. It's free. Ever. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Which is interesting for me because what is Naughty Dog going to do now seeing that? You know? So how are they going to deal with factions? I oh, hope they make right. it free. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they got to they gotta make it free, it right? Like it's just going to make it look bad. Making it, yeah. Because the fact that they made such a, a well-thought-out, complete multiplayer expansion to a single-player yeah. game, I, I assume, you know, raises eyebrows at Naughty Dog when it comes to factions. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I do think that it, it will end up being closer to the factions of the original. Yeah, but that, that just make, that's just because that's the multiplayer of it, though. Like, that would kind of make sense to leave it that way. Mm. So great. Good stuff. But yeah. All right. Nice. Yeah. Move on. Gino. Good. Nice. That, wait, it's me for Yeah, one? right. It was mine and Kyle's number four. Yeah, we oh, both okay. had, had it at the same spot. So Okay, so Gino, we're, you're up next. We're at number three now, correct? Yep. All right. Mine is uh, Spider-Man. Miles right. Morales. Spider-Man, Miles yeah, mine's Morales. Yeah, mine's number eight. And mine is, that's my number two, so. That's your number oh. two. Yeah. Okay. okay. All right, wah, wah. We'll move forward. Well, I'm sorry, guys. Here's going to be another eye roll. Are you ready? This is number three, Alan. I know. This is number three. I know. <laughs> You're going to get some eye rolls for this. All right, go ahead. Number three is Cuphead. What? Wait. What? Did Cuphead come out this year? It no! came out. It finally no. came out for PS4 no! this year because it was an exclusive. Uh, then trickled out the Switch and then a release for the first time ever on PlayStation. Did anybody see his list before this? <laughs> I did not. You should have. I think should've. that one should be disqualified, to be honest. What? Yeah, what? no. Yeah, that, that, what? that one. That one gets mm. the DQ? What the fuck? <laughs> I, I, yeah. You broke Kyle. <laughs> Kyle just accepted every other one. Because, okay. look, I mean, look, so something like DMC5, hey. I, like, I, I can understand that because it it like it had it did add some stuff it did all but this is just like hey we're finally releasing it for this system yeah it's this it's the same game it's just the first time i got to play it and i love i cuphead is just right up my alley i I just like that game and it's i didn't play a bunch of other new games because a lot of other new games this year that were like small just were generally a little bit uninteresting to me Alan, we know that you played more than 10 games. (laughs) No, I literally looked. I literally looked at every game that released in 2020, and I wrote down all of them, and either I just didn't like the game enough to really even consider putting it on, even in my honorable mentions, or I just was like, I wasn't paying for that game. I didn't want to play it. Look, at, just at, put the only, at the end of the day, here, though, if you had here, only played stop 10 it, games, that here, would be here, your... Here are the yeah, other games I had yeah. in my in my here are the other games I had on my list that I just didn't like enough to really want to ever play again. The only ones I didn't mention is Resi 3, because I just <laughs> didn't like it enough after I finished it. But it was so Kakarot, good. which was forgettable. God damn it. 
FF7 remake that I played, My but really was that? just a second was an afterthought. <laughs> Dude. Okay, so wait, Alan, the thing is, Cuphead came out for Xbox, what is it, like two years ago, I think? No, I know. No, I know. But the thing is, More. this is, it's, this is, we're not a specific PlayStation podcast or anything like that. Any no, I game know. from any console. No, I know. I know. <laughs> okay. So, right. let me sure, ask you Final this. F- I will put Final <laughs> Fantasy VII, the original one here. Yes. <laughs> I played it this year. Hey. Tetris. Hey, best game I'm, ever made. I'm number one only spot. saying, no. like, it's <laughs> only the fact that, like, I come back and play these games, but, like, FF7 I liked, but Amy was the one that wanted that game. I just played it because she played it, beat it, and I was like, oh, I guess as an afterthought, I was like, well, if she's playing it, I guess I'll give it a shot. And, like, I played it. But like the slow sections, the man, like the oh just like God. I don't know, like the combat was good, but it had it needed so much refinement, tunement that like I would oh not play that game again. God. But well, you're see, talking about Cuphead, not, right? No, I thought remake. Oh, I've oh remake. my God! <laughs> All right, okay. Yeah. So let All me right, ask so you. Are we moving on? This. Okay. All right. No. <laughs> ask let me ask you this. Go Since for it. Since we're nixing that one, do you yeah. want to move everything on your list up one and? put something else in your number 10 spot but nothing else is really any good oh my you have God. To one of the games like this is how it works okay you can't just put something <laughs> from 2017 true okay came on there it has to be from 2020 fine you fine so, you know, move everything move everything up number 10 is gonna be some shit game that's forgettable anyways uh, your resident evil 3 <laughs> Dude, that's a cool. good game. Just put Final Fantasy Seven remake. No, I, I no, I you don't want like it, that dude. game in my top. That game was not memorable enough right. for me. If it's Look, gonna be like for this, your then personal I... top ten list games of all time. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I got it. Time, no, you put you can Tony put Hawk. whatever you want in there, but for the purpose I, of this, it it has to follow certain I rules. Will, fine. I'm not going to talk about it because it's. Yeah, I already gave my thoughts. Just throw FF7 remake in number three. Just throw it in there. We'll tarnish. I'll tarnish it. And if you have it on your list, you can three? talk about it. In, instead, it. so you t- take Resident Evil. Yeah, just throw throw remake on there. Throw remake on there. I want to hear Gino and Ignacio give their thoughts on it. Wait. So are are you not putting RE3 remake as your number ten? No, He's no, just put, just put, just put remake, just put remake as my number three. Season. Okay. Okay, so here, let's see. I uh, wasn't expecting them this much chaos, to be honest. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, honestly, the only one that I was, I was expecting was Devil May Cry 5. Well, you know that's, the, you know that's We next. expected that one, though, from, like, the beginning. But yeah, you I, already knew that was. I on just, there. I just tweeted it right now. We should have. No, I know. Screened. I saw that. We should have screened Alan before this. <laughs> before all this. So, okay. So your number three spot is going to to be FF Seven Remake. Thank okay, you. F-F- We're no, doing seven. the right thing. There you go. <laughs> there we go. So okay. yeah, FF Seven Remake, guys. Number three. I that game was amazing. Like I thought the combat was like it. It really redefined what ff7 needed to be in a modern generation exactly Thank you. exactly exactly you know like <laughs> exactly. the characters were amazing exactly. i thought literally like the side quests could not have been any more like you think ghost of tsushima had great side quests ff7 remake had literally hey, the tier you one had to side rescue quests. those cats if this is Go a on. joke alan you're saying all the right things yeah you know, I, yeah yeah 
I mean, um, I, thought, I just, dude, I thought the the slow, like, I thought the uh, the where you have to go to the kids' hideout and stuff, where you trade in the the like the whatever shit it is, the, the like the coins, slow yeah. the slow moving like wall shimming. Yeah, loved it. Like it gave me a great so time to decompress just, and be on my phone. I just want to take this time to give an honorable mention to Octopath Traveler. <laughs> go for it. Um, this is a game that I play before bed every night, and it puts oh, me to sleep. Man. Not because it's boring, but because it's so relaxing. So that's my number one. <laughs> okay. 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 Right. Um, where are we? Where were we? We're at number, uh, this is number three. Ignacio's turn. Ignacio's number three, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead, Ignacio. Since we all agreed that <laughs> number three is Final Fantasy VII Remake. Yep. Yeah. It's we're great. all cool with that. I yes. Yes. Literally I'm can't wait to play that. that game after this, after this. <laughs> God, I, I mean, if he wants to I, put that at his, at his number ten, he can. It's his <laughs> yeah. list. No, it's but it, my all top of stuff three. Has to be. It's no, it's look, number three. No, it's number let, three. Let's let's be fair. Let's put it at number ten and move no, out every no, other it, one. No, up. it's number three. <laughs> I, mean, I know that you didn't like it for whatever reason. Let's put it at number ten. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. What, is that your number three, Ignacio? No. What is it? No. Oh God, no. What is your number? Th- oh, yeah, we, oh, because you're number one. <coughs> yeah. Uh, okay. What's your number three then? Yakuza like a dragon. Ah, whatever. Okay. We can skip that. We've heard about it too much. Yeah. <laughs> oh, come on. Come well, on. Well, no, the audience can't hear about it because they have to play all the other Yakuza's first before they hear about this one. Because <laughs> you're enjoying Zero. Don't don't keep me with shit. <laughs> Uh, why do you like this game so much, Ignacio? Yeah. Uh, I like this game so much for the same reason that I like every other Jaguza game. Mm-hmm. The story is so good. The the crime drama, the the twist with within twist with now there's another twist and there's someone new coming in that you didn't know about and it somehow manages even though it sounds like convoluted, it's not it it just keeps you entertained. And that's mainly why I like it, because of the story. The gameplay, you know, that I I would have preferred the classic Yakuza gameplay, it being more of a beat-em-up. Mm-hmm. I think it fits way more the, the story and the aesthetic and the whole tone of the story. But still, eventually I did start to get with the flow of the, of the turn-based combat. And by the end of it, I, I thought it was fine. I kind of was enjoying it. But still, I would have preferred the, the other gameplay. And the only big problem that I had with the Yakuza, which is why the first time that I talked about it on the podcast, I wasn't too high on it, yeah. was that Yakuza, for its story is usually kind of like an climbing up a hill. It always keeps going up and up and you get more hooked on it the more that you keep going. Yakuza like a dragon hits a point where it, it just plateaus or it it stays the same. Mm. It's just it and it is for a longer time than you would have wanted. That's why I was having the problem. But once it, it keeps going up, it picks up the pace, it's you're going straight back to Yakuza quality. And yeah. that's some high quality stuff. And that's why it's my number three. Nice. Nice. You make me want to play this game, but then you don't make me want to play the entire series. 
You know what I mean? You are gonna <laughs> love it. Just play Yakuza 2. Uh, Yakuza 0. 0. Okay. I'll try. Having yeah. played Yakuza Kiwami, which in chronological order would be the one after Zero, these games are amazing. Like, there's so much fun. You can get up to just the stupidest stuff, and it's yeah. great. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Yeah, that's the other thing that makes Yakuza so so great is that it is such a the story is such a a serious crime drama mafia story, but yeah. still you will have some of the most ridiculous stuff <laughs> outside of it. Where, for example, for this game, you can become a CEO of a company, and you can go from one one small store to being in a huge building and one of your <laughs> top employees is going to be a chicken. Uh, okay. <laughs> a chicken. <laughs> All right. Yes, that's, that's, great. Really that's funny. But yeah. I love it. It's great. The number three. Number three. Okay. Uh, my number three. This is the one that shook things up for my top ten list. My number three spot goes to Umarangi Generation. What the what heck the is that? Fuck is that? <laughs> this is an indie g- 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 game that I have been hearing Austin Walker and uh and Cato Contreras um mention on Waypoint Radio, which is a video game podcast that I really enjoy, and they j- they they said all the right things to make me be like, oh. This game sounds really neat. I want to ch- 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 check it out. It is a photography g- g- game on its surface. Um, oh. So take the like photo m- 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 modes and stuff that you guys know from like Ghost of Tsushima and stuff like that. That's the game. Is yeah. you are uh, you are inside a level and you are given a bunch of prompts to be like okay go take a picture of the word cops or go take a picture of a skull and a knife uh go take a picture of a cat and a bird or of 15 candles or stuff like Mm -hmm. that so you have to explore the level to find this stuff and take that picture uh and then after you've done all of the prompts you have to go turn them in uh, and that beats the level. But you, uh, when you take a picture, you can a- a- edit the photo right there. There's like some small filters that you can put on. And as you beat levels and complete all of this stuff, you get new lenses. You get new uh, things you can mess around with to a- 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 edit the photo. and um that there's all these like extra objectives like hey go take a picture of your friends and stuff like that and you have to get them all in the things or you you know each photo you take is worth a certain amount of money so it's like uh you know a special objective might be make 150 dollars yeah and stuff like that and it's just it's a really simple in that way but what's amazing about this game is the story mm-hmm. this the the way it tells the story is completely through the environment 
There is no talking. There is no dialogue. There's no cutscenes. You are basically just a delivery boy, uh, which is, you know, at the end of each level, you have to go deliver a package, right? Um, but along the way, you take all these pictures, but just from noticing things in the environment, noticing the newspapers that are scattered on the ground and what they say, noticing the graffiti and and the just what's happening within the level tells an incredible story um if you guys like neon genesis evangelion this mm-hmm. game is for you um if you guys like giant robots and kaiju this game is for <laughs> you um yeah it is wonderful because yeah the first one starts out like kind of neat you're on this rooftop and you you know you're just hanging out there with your your homies and you happen to look off in the distance and you see a giant robot and you're just like what the hell that's neat (laughs) cool huh strange and then like by the third level you are now at this like military installation and you're starting to see these small like squid things on the g- 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 on the g- 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 round and when you take a picture of them it's like eh, don't take a picture of that it's against the law oh wow. like huh okay strange um and then yeah as it can continues on uh you're at that military installation a second time and the military people are shooting and there's this like giant squid looking kaiju thing that's attacking and you're still just like hey take a picture of the word this thing right um but yeah you just like start to see what's happening in 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 this and i think i beat the game in like four hours it's super short okay um but then i played the the dlc after that and it just adds so much to what the whole story is um where like i i feel like the dlc is necessary um in in interesting in in that game it's it blew my mind. I I I don't think I've seen a game tell its story through only the environment, and I I was just like, whoa, this is great. I love that. Sounds this. cool, though. So, yeah, highly highly recommend it. Please go check out Umarangi Generation. It's available on Steam, but I know they're also uh, working on a Switch. Port, uh, uh, should be good on there this year yeah and it, it does the like gyroscope thing so you can move your camera around by moving the switch <laughs> oh cool so that's neat yeah nice so please go ch- check it out and the sound track is banging it's great that's cool that this made it the top the, the third one on your list because yeah. you played yeah, this over absolutely. the break right yeah yeah well, nice. Umarangi Generation. Uh, awesome. Oh, and last thing I will say on that game is the word Umarangi, if I'm not mistaken, is Maori for Red Sky. So it's Red Sky Generation. And 
it it's supposed to uh like mimic the way the sky looks when all the like natural fires are happening like you guys yeah. saw those pictures back at the start of the year where like the, uh-huh. the sky was all like bright red it's supposed to be it's supposed to mimic that and where stuff like watchdogs legion could have had the opportunity to comment on stuff that was happening in the in the united states especially mm-hmm. it didn't and this absolutely did oh that's oh. cool yeah so this is not one of those games that's like yeah we don't uh want to put politics in our game because we want this to be for everyone the next was just like no fuck the cops like they uh, we we hate them they're you know all that stuff and it was just like <laughs> nice oh, goodness uh, okay yeah like t- tell me your your story your sto- story so all right stuff. i loved it sounds good I'll try it out. Okay, my number two, right? We're on number two now. Yeah. yeah. My number two is Final Fantasy VII Remake. Mm-hmm. And this Here's is why I, I don't know if I should switch it to number one. You should, man. You should. <sighs> I don't know, dude. Come on. Come on. No, no. Number two. It's my number two. It's my, so, okay. So you have it as number one, right, Ignacio? Yeah. Okay, so do we talk about? I don't know. We're at the top two already. Should we, do we talk about it, or do we we'll wait, do we wait? Uh, we'll wait. We can wait. Okay, okay. Yeah. Right, a, little so. bit, a little bit longer. Alan, you alive still? Yes. What's your number two? Obviously, it's Devil May Cry Five Special Edition. Mm-hmm. All right, Ignacio, okay. what's your number? Two? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's. I mean, that that's all right. I mean, Devil May Cry Five Special Edition was just super fun. It added Virgil, like Devil May Cry Three and Four, have eventually added as a most playable character and. Just so seeing did all over adding him as a playable character add more story to the game. It does. It adds a little bit, showing you a little bit of Virgil before the events of the game take place of kind of what he went through slightly, and then it shows you more of him and him and Dante finally, finally bonding, where you've spent the entire franchise, the entire franchise of them just never getting along and trying to kill each other. So it was great mm-hmm. to finally get some closure on Dante and Virgil because Devil May Cry 5 is the end of the Sons of Sparta story. So it is done with Dante and Virgil. Where it oh, goes cool. from there, I don't know, but that's where it ends. Nice. Where is the guy from DMC? What? Isn't he? Isn't Dante? that another guy? You mean the like DMC, like the DMC reboot? That's that's just yeah. a different incarnation of Dante. That's not related to yeah. The Delmecai uh, 1, 2, 3, 4, and 5. That That's one just the was actually one. pretty cool, though. Yeah, it definitely added a lot to the to the combat. Like, Delmecai 5 even took notes from DMC and kind of added some features from that, so it was really cool. But it's been really nice since the game's even digital launch and everything else. It's been so nice seeing just all the extra style, the community content, the more mods, just all of the insane style videos that people have come up with Virgil because while he's only one character, they've changed minor tweaks to his gameplay that have just really flared the community to just be as stylish as possible and it's it's been amazing seeing what people come up with with his new abilities his new mechanics just all that kinds of stuff and it's for the community's beloved just like testing with him and the combos they create and just virgil's being literally one of the pillar 
examples of Dante and Virgil being the rival, like the rival story, just it it's been just euphoria. It's just a I love it. So that's nice. so that's why it's my I, number two. If I've never played a Devil May Cry game, would I enjoy it? Yeah, you'd get more out of it from beforehand because Devil May Cry more, more focuses on Nero, so they don't really. You get more if you know it, but you're not you're not overly playing Devil May Cry for the story. The story almost come the story literally comes second to the gameplay. You're playing the game for the yeah the endless possibilities of of combat that you can chain together. This is very gameplay intensive. Yeah, so you can play it for the story. You can really play any Devil May Cry for the story, but you're really playing it for the gameplay, not as much for the story. And I can understand why Alan. Yeah, I can understand why Alan is absolutely in love with this game because of all the points you get for hitting them monsters. You know what I mean? Yeah, and if you if you even just look at like Devil May Cry's tweet thing or like communities that respond to them, the combo videos you see are insane. Yeah. So. So other than what was it, Nero? Nero. It's got Nero, Dante, Virgil, and V are all in playable in five. Other than that. What did they add? They pretty much added a higher frame rate because at least on the console version of the original version, you were kind of locked at 30 FPS. But on this one, you can now do 60 FPS or you actually have ray tracing. So it makes the game look better. And like, at least for me, for Nero, Nero has like a sword rev mechanic that you have to hit his rev at certain frames. And it always made learning Nero a little bit difficult for me um, on 30 FPS because you have a smaller frame window to hit his rev mechanic. So at least for me on 60 FPS, I haven't played 120 frames yet, but I've seen people kind of have issues with it because Capcom needs to kind of work on it a little bit more. But for 60 FPS, it makes me a lot better of a Nero player because the higher frame rate just allows me to play a lot more fluidly with being able to chain combos that I normally could not do on the original version. So wait, so is it like Squall from Final Fantasy VIII? Kind of. But instead of just clicking it once, you have to repeatedly click it, and it has different timings depending on what combos and attacks you use. And you, there's a bigger frame window for just getting a single rev, like an exceed is what it's called. But if you can hit it at the frame perfect moment, you'll get like a max act where it'll fully max out Nero's sword. And just having a higher frame rate has made doing his exceed mechanic a lot easier for me personally. So I enjoy the fact that now I can play it on console and play it 60 FPS or 120 if I so choose. Mm. So. Okay. There you go. Number two. His, oh. his, poop, his poop choice, if you will. Number two, yep. you know what poop. I mean? Uh, <laughs> Funny joke uh, or no? No. 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 Nah. Well, <laughs> what's your shit choice then, Ignacio? Hey, don't call it shit. It's my favorite game of all time. <laughs> Your poop, your number two. Ah, okay. so yeah, I just had to give it to Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. Okay, I love the game so much. I mean, I give it to you. This Black is uh, Dragon Ball Z is obviously my one of my favorite um, franchises yeah. in general. Mm-hmm. So, grew up yeah. on Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, I'm curious. Did you watch it in English or? I watched it in I English. I grew up yeah. watching it in English. God. Yeah, the first yeah, time exactly. that I saw it in Japanese God. was a late night TV on some weird Japanese channel. I have no idea what it was. We ha- had it for from some like satellite TV thing, and it was in 
episode of the Cell Saga when Trunks is like Super Saiyan like 1.5 or whatever he was and he had the like the strange hair yeah that like spiked out sideways and stuff and he sounded like a girl and I was just like what? What is this? Yeah. (laughs) Gino you you understand Spanish? Can you could you watch a a show in Spanish? Oh yeah I'm very fluent in Spanish yeah. I highly Highly, highly recommend that you watch Dragon Ball with the Latin American dub. Interesting. Yeah. I Dragon Ball to me is really one of my top, if not my top franchise, favorite franchise of all time. Yeah. And seeing what they did with the English dub, I it it just makes me angry. But really, it's it's really I guess it's dub. you yeah, I guess you grow up on the Spanish one. Right, but the thing is that the Spanish one is so close to the original one, and I think mm-hmm. that my biggest problem with the English dub is that it it really changes the tone of it. Interesting. Is it, it really is a different tone? Goku is a different character, mm-hmm. really, and that's one of the things that I I really hate. But going back to Kakarot, I. Yeah, maybe it is because I love Dragon Ball so much, but I I just love the game so much. Mm-hmm. It it is really such a fun service game for for people like me who love the game. It goes through it all to uh, an uh, to an amount of detail that I was even surprised that they did, and they do so many callbacks not only to Dragon Ball Z, which is what the game is based on, but even original Dragon Ball. I've, yeah. Again, the amount of love that they showed to the whole franchise, I, it blew blew my mind. I loved it so much. Even to the point that I, for Kakarot, I did something I, that I never do, is that I changed the, the, the language of my PS4 to be Spanish so that I would get the Spanish su- subtitles. Mm-hmm. And I was blown away how they clearly gave the... Tr- Spanish translation or the Latin American translation so much love to the point that I knew that this wasn't like an original like a translation directly from it but it was what the dub did to it even that's the dub it it is very close to it but there are some small change some small details that they change that I was blown away that they did that for the fans that uh, grew up with that dub I was blown away with it but yeah, that's awesome. My number two, I love it so much. I couldn't, in good conscience, give it number one, so I gave it number two. There you go, Kakarot. Uh, my number two was Miles Morales. Oh, nice. Okay, we uh, can yeah. talk about it now. Finally, yeah. Miles Morales was great. Spider Man mm-hmm. is my favorite comic book character. Uh, and I have been a huge fan of the Ultimate Spider-Man comics for a long, long time, and that's the series that Miles Morales came out of. So I've been reading his comics since they started, and I've loved the character, and it's amazing to see like how how great the comics have been, and then to see the Into the Spider-Verse movie and how phenomenal that was. And yeah. then to play 
Spider-Man 2018 and be like, oh, that's Miles. Holy shit. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and then he gets his own game and they knock it out of the park. Mm-hmm. I loved it. I cried at the end of this sto- sto- story because um, I, I thought it r- really made him seem like a hero. Uh, it really made him seem like he was still tr- like still learning, but still just, you know, just doing everything he can. Um, and it was a short like 12 or 15 hours, which is a perfect length yeah and yeah i loved it great yeah this this game it it like you said shorter so it it does streamline a lot of the combat as well of the original spider-man game Mm -hmm. by giving you like the the less gadgets and and a new power Mm -hmm. to enjoy so it made not only was the game tighter but it made the combat all the more tighter as well so uh, like they just made a great game even better you know what i mean so and this this PlayStation has always had this relationship with Insomniac aside from that Sunset Overdrive game mm-hmm. but this game proves that Insomniac was one of the smartest purchases that yeah, PlayStation absolutely. could have made and absolutely, that, yeah. this is right up there if not even a better um uh, company than Naughty Dog. So, um, um, yeah, because I mean, not only are they they're putting out these great games, but they're putting them out often. Yeah, and they're not missing on 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 these games. It's not like one of them are bad or or whatever. No, they're all great. They're all hot, top quality games. And yeah, I echo everything that you say, um, Kyle. And I do want to shout out. The fact that this game dealt with the Latino culture in a way yeah. that no other game, no other game has ever done before, so that definitely marks it up for me. That, yeah, that, that's, that was awesome. That's also one of the shadows that I want to give the the game for what it did. We all know that Mas is is of course have Latino, have black. And one of my problems that I have with Into the Spider Verse was that. It didn't really feel like Miles was Latino at all, I, except for some things, two, yeah. three things that you could take away and it wouldn't change much and and you wouldn't know any better. What I like that the game did here is that it really feels like he is half, an, half Latino, half black, that yeah. each side is, is as important to him, as a part of him as the other. And I really love that. And... Yeah, you do not see that much in video games. Uh, Latinos represented like that, which is cool. It is cool to see. Mm-hmm. And then to the game itself, I have it at number five. I really enjoyed it. And of course, it, it is Spider-Man. It is Insomniac. Of course, it is great. It was a fun story. I would not put it above Spider-Man 2018. Mm-hmm. I, of course, I even like beat more than miles to be honest maybe it is because i, disagree, I have more of a connection sure, with yeah. pete Racist. maybe it's because i have more of a connection with... <laughs> oh come on i have more of a connection with pete because he is my spider-man i grew up with him maybe it is because i you spend more time with him yeah uh even i know that 
uh, the voice actor that voiced Miles got nominated for the Game Awards for Best voice actor of the year. Yeah. I mm-hmm. do not feel like that was a a performance that uh, deserved it. To be honest, it wasn't bad. It was oh, good, man. but I I don't feel like it it was any great. It, it didn't go any above anything important. And even <laughs> to be honest, I for as little as Pete was in it, I did like his acting more. <laughs> but that's maybe personal stuff. No, also, I felt, the like, combat... I felt like seeing like an old friend. Yeah, yeah. And also the combat, I think that they make the combat easier because both the venom attacks and the you being able to go invisible. I do think that they made the fights easier because with the venom you can take out many more enemies at once and you have a stronger powers. And then with the invisibility, it just feels like. You can just go invisible, take out someone, go hide, go invisible, get close to them, take down. It makes yeah. it so much easier. That makes sense. That's a that's a good criticism. Mm-hmm. But yeah, still, I enjoyed it a lot. Enjoyed the story. It is my number five. Nice. Yep. I and had that was um, my number three. I had Miles at number eight, and I in in the end, I I mean. Obviously, from disagreement standpoint, I thought Miles's voice work and just his story was great. I I can see where you come from when you say that the Venom attacks makes combat easier, and like you are right that it makes combat um, easier. In only in the fact that like just because Peter and they don't because you assume in the next Spider-Man game Miles and Peter are both going to be in it and they'll both be playable. Whether the Venom makes his combat easier, I like it because. It defer it makes Miles stand out from Peter because with Peter, I already knew how to yeah. fight and be efficient in combat. And I tried those same tactics at the beginning of the game with Miles, and it doesn't work as well. Even later in the game, by having all the all the upgrades, the tricks that I use with Peter for efficient combat don't work with Miles because they're not the same person. It really makes through the combat Miles stand apart from Peter. Peter, and it's the it's the quote in the game of like, well, that's Spider-Man. You keep saying that Spider-Man, Miles, you are Spider-Man. And it really makes Miles feel like his own person. And it's yeah. for that reason that I like Miles' combat. Not that I like it better than Peter's. I like them both equally. I just like them for different reasons. Miles' causes me, causes me to play differently than how I would play yeah. with Peter. So, like, to be fair with my Peter in, in the base game, for how I have my gadgets and power-ups... I would say combat is easier with Peter because of that, because Peter has the suit gadgets and the suit power and all kinds of stuff. Miles has that too, but he doesn't have as much. Peter can have any kind of special suit suit power he wants. Miles doesn't have that. He just has the mods that Peter has, but he also has invisibility. So he doesn't really have as much. And even in terms of gadgets, Miles doesn't have what Peter has. So you really have to learn how to really maximize Miles' smaller skill set than what Peter has available, and that's... I feel like it's easier because you're forced to use almost everything Miles has, where you don't have to use everything Peter has, because he's so strong. Mm-hmm. I do have to disagree with that, because I that's think fine. that for Peter, his gadgets felt like that gadgets. They they added and they helped a bit. I never felt that they, the gadgets really turned the 
the odds in my favor or tip the scale that much in my favor. I never felt that they did that much. They were helpful. They were tools. They were gadgets. Whereas I yeah. think that with Miles, both the Venom and the and going invisible go even beyond that. They even the invisibility. I think that it it kind of breaks it. Even the the Venom, it helps you be stronger, um, and whatever. But the invisibility for me, it is the bigger problem. But it, it kind of breaks it. Yeah. Um, the one last thing I want to give because I I read so long, long about that other part. The only thing I want to mention about the story, Kyle, because you really liked it. Um, I I had somebody who also played the game complain that the game was shorter. And I, I don't like to think of Miles Morales as its own full game, even though it kind of is because it's its own standalone thing. Mm. I almost see Miles Morales as just a bridge piece. Did we see everything that the game yeah. had to offer? No, because yep. it's all setting up the next game because it has to set up Miles. And I'm glad you get to play this small pie slice of Miles. And I like how Peter in the in Marvel Spider-Man, he's already Spider-Man. You don't see how he becomes Spider-Man because you already know and he already is Spider-Man. This game is special because being a fan of Spider-Man like you, Kyle, and loving Miles as well, it's great seeing Miles come into his own. At the beginning of the game, he just has no confidence, no faith. He needs Peter. And at the end, it's that great moment of like, they're together, and he just says, it's go time. Go time. Yeah. Because Miles has come into his own because he I did agree. not have Peter to save him. Mm-hmm. I agree. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Great game. Yeah. Cannot wait for awesome Spider-Man game. 2. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Kind of indeed. Okay, uh, right. Gino, your number one game. My number one game of the year. Dun, dun, dun. The Last of Us Part Two. Wow. The Last of Us Part Two. Well, surprise, surprise, surprise. Um, yeah, let's dive in. Then on okay. The Last of Us Part I, 2, because that was also Kyle, my... Do you have it at number one? <laughs> yes, that was also my number one. Okay, it's my number seven. Okay. Yes, so we're clear. Let's dive right in. Okay, so this game is a game that I did not ask for. Because the first one ended so perfectly, in my opinion. No. You know, nevertheless, we got it. Yeah. And I do not regret having experienced this story. And this game is exactly that. It's an experience, dude. And I think it's a game that every single person that owns a PlayStation console should play or experience in any form. And so, I mean, I can go on and on about the narrative decisions in this game. And although I don't entirely agree with all of them, the important thing is that I understand them. So, and... This is so this game is one of the most realistic depictions of a kind of world that we have never lived in and a world that I can genuinely imagine being true. It pushes the industry forward when it comes to storytelling and I mm-hmm. hope more studios learn from this and there's a reason this game won game of the year. Yeah. There's a reason this game made uh you know conversations online so divisive and i think the fact that this game went beyond just being a video game but it 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 became a conversation 
um, on on humanity, on uh, morality, on on different subjects that we deal with today. I think it's something that we have to think about. Something that really makes me feel like this game deserves all the awards that it would get. So I, I don't know. There's so much that I can say about it. What, what do you What do you think, Kyle? Yeah. Um. I, th- this game has haunted me <laughs> since <laughs> playing it and debating it. I'm still thinking about 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 it because yeah, it took characters that I fell in love with and tore them apart and yeah. m- made me hate them. Kind of mm-hmm. right. Like I. I I I I have never felt the way I felt playing the sequence where Abby and Ellie are fighting. Yes, and dude. it's like yes. hit the button to punch her, and I'm like, no, I I don't yeah. want to do that. And it exactly. just like, it's like, no, hit the button, and I'm just like, fuck you, no, I don't <laughs> want to do that. Like Ellie, no, please don't do this, Ellie, no, don't don't do this. And I've, I've, yeah, like I've, I'm speechless <laughs> yeah. at, at, at how it's made me hail. Cause I, I hate what Abby did, but then mm-hmm. it also did the incredible thing of making me love her. It's like, she was yeah. a wonderful ca- ca- character and I loved Ellie, but I also hate her now and yeah. i like i still want the best for 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 her but it's just like i i don't know what to feel yeah that's where it, that's where it becomes divisive because yeah. you say yeah. you know you hate what yeah. abby did but you fell in love with her i hated abby but i understood her yeah and i loved ellie and i still love her but i understand her yeah. i understand what they're all doing and that's where, like, you know, in this world that this game is in, there's no black and white anymore. This is just all gray. That mm-hmm. no one's making the, the right decision and nobody's making the wrong decision. They're making the decision that is, is true to them. And it, it, it could go back to when I mentioned with, to Alan about a villain being so perfectly written because they're right. To, to the people that support them. Yeah, this is ex- exactly that. Yeah, this is exactly that, where Abby's right, but she's the villain to Ellie, but Ellie's right, and she's the villain to Abby. So you know what I, I, yeah. You know what I think it is? Like, listening to it, I think it's the fact that, like, we as people, when you get upset or you get angry or someone hurts you, and it's, it's, it's that moment of, like, if you're doing something... And someone wrongs you, you get re- you want revenge, and either you don't get revenge, but you have that kind of weird resentment by letting it go, but you know you were wronged, or you seek out revenge and you get it, and in that moment of getting the revenge, you tell yourself you're right because you find whatever way you can in your mind to justify what you're doing, but then after mm-hmm. you've gotten that revenge or you have that satisfaction, you come to regret what all the damage you've done to get there, and I think the reason we have these thoughts all that's part two is because these characters do what we as humans do you know yeah. ellie wants revenge you know the destruction she'll do because either you have or haven't or you've thought about it 
you've had those moments in your life where you get revenge and you justify it. And when you get it, you feel empty inside. Or it's the fact of, you know why Ellie can't let it go, because if someone hurts you, you can't just let it go because you were hurt. You feel torn over it. So it's the fact that it's because they're they wrote fictional fake people, not real people to be what we are as people. That's what yeah. makes it so captivating. Yeah. Yeah. Ignacio, yeah. Thoughts? yeah. That's why, that's why I mentioned it. This it's the most realistic depiction of the way we would be as human beings in this kind of world. Cause you could, uh, you could see yourself doing the same thing. Like you would, you, you understand yeah. cause you could see yourself doing the same thing. Exactly. This, yeah. this game is, is amazing. It's, it's, it's everything we didn't ask for, but we got, and <laughs> we experienced it, and we hated it, and we loved it, but we keep talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. So, mm. my number one. You have some thoughts yeah, on I have, Last of Us? I have some thoughts. Look, uh, I said that Dragon Ball Z Kakarot was my favorite game. I have two <laughs> favorite games. I have my fun favorite game, which is Kakarot, but my serious favorite game is The Last of Us. Part mm-hmm. one, if you yeah. want to go with that. Okay, part one. I struggled this, trying to decide where to put The Last of Us Part 2 in my list, where part of me wanted to put it at the bottom, at number 10. Mm-hmm. But yeah. then I just had to be objective, and because I know that technically speaking, it is a great game. It is a great achievement of a game. So Beautiful I know game. that... Yeah, and a lot of it made me, part of me wanted to put it low, but I knew that it it's still a, a game that's high, that should go high. That's why I ended it, ended putting it at number seven. Yeah, that's fair. The problems that I have with the game are not necessarily the ones that I think, <laughs> they're not the ones that people got mad about. I don't know if you, we're going to go... Sp- go through spoilers or not what happens in the beginning that big betrayal or the big thing that happens at the beginning mm-hmm. it yeah. shook me but I was like okay this is where you want to go let's go let's do it and yeah. then you get to the point where I I commend them for trying to make you like feel for Abby and be on her side and make you hate her at the beginning but make you at the end after a while make you feel for her and be on her side in a way i commend her for that but i do feel that it wasn't done correctly they make you play as ellie for a big chunk of the game and then they make you play as abby for another big chunk of the game and then they make you go back to ellie yeah and so when you go back to Ellie and I had to control her, she felt so foreign to me. I hadn't played her in so long that she felt so foreign to me. And that's one of the moments that I knew that something was wrong. And then the end of the game, I just, it kept getting worse and worse for me. Whereas I thought that there was a point where it could have ended and I would have been fine with it. Yeah, and I thought, oh, okay, this next part is like an epilogue. We're yeah. seeing whatever comes next, 
Like, but then nope, it kept going. Got Twelve hours left, <laughs> and it kept going, and it, they kept making making Ellie take so many bad decisions that I don't think she would have taken. And then the end of it, I have so many problems with the ending. Well, yeah. I don't know if if we'll, like minor spoilers. Ellie goes yeah, to hunt. Spoil it. It's fine. Yeah, you could spoil. Ellie goes to hunt down Abby, and when she gets to her, she was about to let her go with no reason at all. She takes her, she unties her, and she was about to let her go. No mm-hmm. reason at all was given. She got there wanting to kill her, and then when they get to the boat, boats, she's like, oh, wait, no, I'm mad with her. Like, Why? What did that happen? That's the beauty of it, Ignacio, because you see this happening. She's still, to the very end, struggling with the decision of wanting this revenge. I didn't feel like she wasn't struggling at all. I felt that, no, she wants to kill her. She's mad with Abby. Mm -hmm. But she gets there, and without any reason at all, she was about to let her go. Tired. It's not necessarily That's what about it was. how yeah, she feels about <laughs> the problem Abby. that I have it's is just that... like I've I look. I'm so fucking tired. Like, let's just uh, come on. Yeah, let's but do at something no else. point, you know, at no point did I did I ever feel like that was in any way communicated or you saw any anything changing here. The way where the way where it communicated Abby me bro. with with me was um so. The the part where you thought the game ended, where she's on the farm and stuff. Yeah. Um, she you could you see in a little like she gets a little vision of Joel bloody on the floor, and I, you, I feel like the the whole vision thing when she's in, in the farm is so weird. You can see that she is still struggling with the fact that he's gone, and she wants mm-hmm. to get rid of that. She doesn't want that. I don't know. I guess she has PTSD or something like that. So she wants right, to yeah. get rid of that. This is why she goes to Abby. But at the end, that last fight where you see what she's fighting Abby and about to kill her, she's drowning her. Rather than have a flashback or that vision of Joel Bloody, she sees him with the guitar. Mm. So this is where it clicks in her head. And as as the audience clicks in my head that she's now realized that this isn't worth it, and she's moving on from time to remember the better from parts his of death. him than yeah yeah. Than, see, like, so just focus I, on the. I revenge. see it almost like exactly. I see it similar. I see like the vision Ellie has of Joel playing the guitar because in that conversation is the fact of Ellie admits to Joel that she could never forget him, forgive him for what she he did, but she'd like to, and I think. To me, for me, how it's, I saw it's it is second chance is when Ellie's yeah. choking Abby and almost killing her. She has that vi- she has that flash of Joel the guitar. She remembers, even if she doesn't, she'll never forgive Abby for what she did. She'll never yeah. forgive her, but she's she's gonna try because in in the end, I think it's Ellie finally coming out of. She knows that this revenge is gonna give her nothing. It's not gonna bring Joel back. It's not gonna make her better. Yeah, and she wants to hold on to her humanity. Yeah, so I always see it as Ellie's taking that same logic she used against Joel of, I'd like to try, 
to to Abby. Yeah. That's why she lets her yeah. go. But that's just how that I sense. how I interpret it. So yeah, that's the thing. It's it's so amazing because we all interpret it in different ways. Ignacio got nothing from it, but mm. <laughs> that, that was half a joke. But that, half a, the, you know. the thing is that the thing is that I I get certain like as an overview looking at this story and the story beats and what was tried to do. I do think that they did some good things, like for example, making you care about about Abby. Yeah. Like when I when I took control of her, I was like, "There's no way they're gonna. I can care about her after what she did." The funny thing um, is, they the did it, it for me. They didn't make me care about her. Uh, by the end, but for me, they did. I did see her side, and I, I, I did care for her, and I think that that was good. But I don't know that whole end section of after. Like I said, when the game was supposed to end, or I think they should have ended. Mm-hmm. I feel like what what they added at the end, it it shouldn't have been added. If anything, it should have maybe been all the ideas that you were talking about should have been put into the like the inflection point where with Abby finally meets Ellie. Yeah, or somewhere there. Don't. Don't have her then fight, then have her go back to the farm, and then have Ellie again have these these revenge last for for Abby. Yeah, yeah having having the game be shorter would have with the pacing. Yeah, it would have helped it if it was a little bit shorter, like six mm-hmm. hours or so. Probably would have helped the game. And I, so, again, I I feel like the they should have handled better the whole you playing as two characters yeah yeah i think if they do you think if they jumped between them more often yeah would have been uh i'm gonna say that for example there's a yakuza game that does that i think perfectly as an example where (laughs) you can go jump between one and the other and go back and forth yeah (laughs) so the to wrap things up on the last of us part I also do want to shout out just the like the mechanics of the game. It yeah. feels yep. great to play, uh, no matter who you're you're playing as. Yeah, it does have that issue where you play with one for a long time, and then it starts to be like, oh wait, yeah, this character is different. But each of them still feel good to mm-hmm. play as. Um, yeah, and yeah, technically, it's, it's a it is beautiful an, game, uh, an amazing game. So, technically also added. shout out for all the accessibility stuff that they added yeah, yeah that yeah. too that's a huge thing which which is now the like industry standard of like guys you you need to make it like the last of us part two to have it as accessible to everyone yeah that's good on them mm-hmm. as you can good for them on that Let's move on to Crash Bandicoot 4. We have two more <laughs> games to t- 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 talk was, about. That was such a funny... Uh, <laughs> right? Let's move on to Crash Bandicoot 4. Yeah, uh, yeah we have that one and then Final Fantasy 7 to t- talk about. And then I will reveal uh, what our final list is. Cool. Yeah. Um, Crash Bandicoot 4, my, my game of the year, because growing up, the first game series that got me into video games was Crash Bandicoot and Crash Bandicoot 2, the original one, not the Insane Trilogy version, is still my number one game of plat- the platformer genre that I like. Wait, wait, but, wait, wait, wait. What do you have against the Insane Trilogy version? 
it changed the jumping physics and made them more uniform so crash 2 doesn't play like crash 2 it has the jumping of crash 3 but um anyways uh so (laughs) crash 4 when i first played it it was kind of a weird thing like i i enjoyed it at first and then as i played through it i kind of started to not like it and then making the decision to 106 percent the game kind of made me warp my opinion like in in terms of in terms of the game the the quality of life improvements they've made to crash bandicoot is amazing the story that they that they had in that game i really enjoyed it i found myself laughing at cutscenes and story and and cool stuff that they had in their cool little twist that you find out near the end um but yeah like just the my it's weird because i love this game but i don't like it because i see where its problems are the problem with the game is that it's added it added way too much stuff there's a lot of Mm -hmm. extra stuff in the game there's way too much to collect, so like it's not a game to really play to completion. And the game does has a, have a couple mechanical hiccups here and there, but they're not many, but they do happen. And honestly, if you play through the game normally, you're never going to notice it. It's You can, but it's really when you go for the completionist style that the kind of creaks, cracks in the game show up. But love like pros and cons together, I like this game. Like This game feels like probably the cra- the best crash could be like barring crash 2 the jumping the jumping feels amazing his movement feels great when you're sp- spinning to go faster every everything in the game feels good and especially going for time trials where you have to play the levels fast the level design i feel is too long and kind of bloated but if you play the game with the time trials it gives you a whole different perspective on the game and i'm kind of rambling at this point but <laughs> i'm going to kind of end it there but the game has so much pro, so much good, and so much bad, but I feel like in the end, it's what Crash Bandicoot needs to be now, minus some of the excessive fluff they yeah. have in there. If they cut it back, it would be, it would be my favorite Crash game. Oh, so. good. Yeah, so I, I was going to ask, where does it rank compared it, to the other ones? It ranks right behind the original Crash Bandicoot 2. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so, uh, comparing it between when you beat the campaign and then when you uh, 106% it? Yeah, there's a 106% ending they have to get. Okay, so would you say that after that, did you like it more, less, or the same? After I got the pretty much the platinum? Yeah. I found myself liking the game a lot more. Oh, wow. like I I could see myself going back and playing the game, but not to 100%, but I could see myself playing the game again. Wow. Like I, I would go back. Them. I would go back and play it again. Wow. Oh, my yeah. God. Mm. So, yeah. So you didn't just, go mad. Yeah, it's it, again. It's, it went insane it's just the, for a while, but then funny. it like wrapped back around. <laughs> it's, right. It's, it's just the fact that the game adds too much. Or even not even the fact of adding too much. It just needs to trim. It it's kind of like it. Just, you just need to trim a couple of the edges, and it would. You just got to refine it a little bit. It doesn't need to just have stuff ripped out of it. It just needs to be altered a little bit, and it would be perfect. It'd be great. Mm. Yeah, I put Crash Four at number nine, but still, I I enjoyed that game so much. I grew up with the original trilogy and the PS One. And so playing through this one, it, I do feel like it is, it's bringing me that same joy, but 
I, I do think that it is a little bit better than the original ones. I think that it is... It has gotten, like, with the added, what, 20 years more or less, give or take, it ha has added some stuff that I, I think that adds to the experience, whether it be uh, more creativity in some ways with the levels, or even the story, being more of a story on it. Or, or even being able to play as other characters, I thought that that was a neat addition. But, I even then, just... e but even then, those aren't really additions. That, that It truly feels like a natural evolution to where Crash yeah. needed to go. So it doesn't feel like they're just adding it. It feels like that is the natural next conclusion that yeah, Crash, like, that Crash would, would be. Yeah, like that... If Crash didn't jump developers and Naughty Dog continue to do it, Naughty Dog probably would have done this for, Cra for the legit Crash 4. Yeah, that's where I was going with the previous point where it, it is like a natural progression of the game where it, it really feels like it has evolved during the time between the games and this is a natural progression of the game. Yeah. And one of the things that I would add is that I, at the beginning, I was trying to go for trying to get every crate and every secret. But at the end, I, I just felt like I had to stop doing that to really enjoy the game and not like not hate it and not try to restart every level or obsess with I missed one crate and I don't know where it was. I yeah. just thought that felt that I had to let that go at one point. Yeah, and I mean if you don't go for every collectible, the game is actually not all that long. Yeah. So the game's actually pretty I, short if you don't collect everything. Or yeah, even try to collect like, everything. I still feel like it is a good length. But yeah, it, for sure it's not that long. Yeah. Compared to going for everything. Pretty much. And the, the only other great thing is because this is the Crash 4 that takes place canonically after the, the true ending of Crash 3 warped, mm -hmm. the game does a good job paying homage to the yeah. games that came after that. But just like just cool little homages throughout the game. CTR, Twin Sanity. Not every Crash game is represented in there, but it's still cool to see that Crash 4 pays tribute to the crash games that came after it good or bad and mm. is still its own thing and I, I actually really like the the redesigns i think it's i think the redesigns are all top notch yeah so cool mm -hmm. good stuff number one okay stuff. last but not least we have one game left to talk about but i want to circle back around to alan i want to ask you mm. this final fantasy 7 remake right mm -hmm. now you have that as your number three spot Yep. Do you honestly feel that that's where you want that game on your list? Because originally it wasn't on your list at all. Now you can. Now we'll leave it at three. This changes a lot. This changes yeah. a lot, Alan. I mean, yeah, it's as, fine. for as as much as that, I would like it <laughs> that you. That's that's fine. To have it at a number three, I do feel like it doesn't reflect your list. So. Uh, I I'll, I'll have thoughts on it. You can leave it at number three. What's well, it's not just about if you have thoughts. Uh, uh, no, uh, I I do have I do not, have positive like, I do have positive things I do have positive things to say that are that are legit. So you can leave it number three. I want it okay. at number three. Okay. 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 I will leave it at number three. And that being said, let's talk about Final Fantasy VII. Ignacio, I'll start with you since that was your number yeah. one game. So, a bit of my history with Final Fantasy. The only real Final Fantasy game that I had 
played and beaten was Final Fantasy XV because I'm not a much of a fan of turn-based JRPG games. So when Final Fantasy XV made the jump to more of an action game, that's what hooked me. That's the type of game that I love. And so gotcha. going into Seven Remake as someone who knew some of the memes or some of the pop culture things regarding Final Fantasy VII, but had never played the game. I'm surprised how much I love the game. And I love it to, loved it to the point where it made me do something that I never thought that I would. I went back and played Final Fantasy VII, the original one. Yeah. On the Switch, of course. With exactly, the, exactly. With every enhancement. <laughs> I couldn't do it any other way, to be honest. No, yeah. But I did it, and I played through the whole game, and I loved it too. Mm-hmm. And so, I really enjoyed, and I no, not only enjoyed, I love Final Fantasy VII Remake. Even mm-hmm. as someone who, as, as I said, I hadn't played the original seven, so there were so many references to it that I didn't get, and still... Even though I didn't get them, I could feel the importance to the point where I appreciate it as someone who mm-hmm. who didn't know where what what it was, but I, I still appreciate it. And yeah. the gameplay I really really liked. I it is a bit of a weird gameplay <laughs> to be honest. Today I went back and played it for a bit, having not played it for a long while. And I was a bit lost as to how how it's meant to be played. But a bit complicated. Yeah, but back when I was playing it, I really, really enjoyed the even the the way that they translated the like the commands for the turn base, how they managed to translate it into the action game. I really think that it was such a creative way and by the end of it I I did really like it. I like the the uh, the gameplay itself of just you with your sword and jumping between characters and how each one of mm-hmm. them was different. They, they were their own characters and they everyone served their own purpose. And yeah, even the story. I loved how as like I said, as someone who didn't who who understood the like the whole different things that they like I knew understood that there were references that I wasn't getting. I, I loved how convoluted the end was. Yeah. And I didn't really care that I didn't understand it. I loved it so much. Mm-hmm. And one last thing that I w- I'm going to say is that Final Fantasy VII Remake is one of the few games, I think the only game this year that I couldn't stop thinking about when I wasn't playing it. Mm-hmm. Last year it was Jedi Fallen Order, which was my game of the year. Before that, it was Control, which was my previous game of the year, and this year it was Final Fantasy VII Remake. That's awesome. Yeah, this. Um, so I was introduced to Final Fantasy VII through that Advent Children movie. I don't know if you guys saw it. Oh wow! Um, and I okay. I fell in love with with Cloud and and Zephyroth and all those characters. Uh, Wait, Cloud, I also, you mean I, uh, the guy from Kingdom Hearts, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Sephiroth, but the guy from Kingdom I, Hearts, too. So I also played uh, Crisis Core and that PS2 game, Dirge of Cerberus. 
Oh, wow. So I was, I knew about Final Fantasy VII lore di- indirectly. And I always, it was always the best part of the, the best of the Final Fantasy franchise to me. Obviously, aside from 14 online. <laughs> but um, this game, I, so the reason I didn't put it at number one, Ignacio, is because it's like the first part of a series of games. Yeah. And I know that when this eventually becomes a complete edition with everything in it, that's going to be a game. Years. Yeah. That's going to be a game that will be talked about for years and years, just like the original yeah. was. Um, so obviously this game is a remake of an absolutely iconic game in video game history. So that alone uh, is what puts it second on my list uh, because it's only a piece of it, but still iconic. Mm. The, the characters, the, the living world of Midgard, and just the, the fucking music, man. Like the, oh God, the yeah. soundtrack of so these games and all Final Fantasy games in general mm-hmm. is just one of the best, you know, uh, mm-hmm. compositions of music in in mm-hmm. any video game. And yeah, I don't know. You you said a lot. What I what I feel. So this this well, is a, it's an amazing game. Yeah, one thing that I didn't mention, Gino, to your point, where you are you said you wouldn't put it at number one because you think it is like just a part of of something bigger. Mm-hmm. I haven't played through the original Final Fantasy VII. I know what the the remake, what part of the game encompasses it, of the yeah. original one. Where in the original one, it was like maybe half an hour to an, one hour, two hours tops. Uh-huh. Whereas here, I finished the game with over 30 hours. Yeah. And even though I know people say that it may be dragged in some places, I do feel like not knowing that there was more game in the original Phantom Fantasy, you would just, I would say that this is a full game, but it is a, like the beginning of something, like calling a movie part one. It is a complete yeah. thing, but it, yeah. it, it is also the beginning of something. And comparing it to the original one, I love how characters like Jesse Wedge, mm-hmm. they... Was they non-existent were in the there original and, game. Yeah. When they died, you just got like one piece of dialogue and that was whatever. I mean, goodbye, someone that <laughs> I didn't really get to know. When you play through that section in the remake, if going to each one of them as they were dying, it really got me emotionally. Mm-hmm. And I think that just because of that, it, it is it elevates the it elevates it so much yeah it's not just uh, at that point you can't even call this game a remake anymore this is a reimagining yeah. in a way well the I, game that i see it is that it isn't a remake it is a continuation it is mm-hmm. just it even it is final fantasy yeah. 7 advent children and then remake yeah or maybe there's something in the middle but it is a continuation crisis core so, for, for me yeah, I uh, what you guys said was all great. Uh, I think the game is beautiful. Mm-hmm. I think to me, 
why I didn't have this up at, at all that high on my I mean, it's still it's still up there. It's in my top five. But as much as I really enjoyed the ending, I didn't understand shit. And I had to go watch spoiler cast to be like, OK, what's happening here? And then oh, once it was all that. explained, it was like, oh, shit, that's really cool. Like that, that's no that more sense. And it, all yeah. of these theories that are out there of like this is actually an alternate reality version of sephiroth who came over here and did you know did this and that's why he said this thing this way was yeah, like dude, yo the, the crazy thing the crazy like thing it. about it was that i didn't play the original seven but i had no idea that i had a leg up on people by playing the psp game oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. that yeah, one yeah. is so important to the ending of this game and I had no idea, so that surprise was so incredible to me. I wish that I had known who that guy was and what he went through. I oh wish that I had... God, yes. That's... I had at least watched uh, Crazy Score as a movie to know who he was. I wish that I had done that before. Yeah. Yeah, Crisis, so I... Crisis, Crisis Core in terms of story and lore is a great game, but its level up and level up and roulette system are not very good. Yeah, I didn't so, play it. I just watched it as a movie on YouTube. Yeah. I I played the first four hours of the original game before I played this one just to be like, okay, like l- let me at least get that much so I understand what's happening in this game. And that's still to this day all that I've p- played of the original. <laughs> um but it, it did help me to understand what was happening as I was playing it, but yeah, the 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 ending was confusing and I liked the combat, but it's also complicated. And mm. I I don't feel like I was very good at it, so I did enough to get by, right? But I don't yeah. feel like I truly got you know like oh, this combat is amazing. I can do this and that and jump around and switch here and, and like it just it fell a little bit flat, but I understand why it was so special. The combat is unrefined. <laughs> That's what it is. Okay, yeah, yep. it's it's your turn. Go at the it. Hot takes. So, Final Fantasy VII Remake was good. It was a good game. God. And I say that because I played that game, and I, I, as typical fashion, I played on that game, and I'm not going to say the platinum wow. is what ruined it. The platinum actually showed me and had me experience firsthand where that game was unpolished. So in terms of myself, the story, it's fine. I like what they did different. It was good. I never played original seven, but I know the whole story and it's it's good. You know, I, I, I like that Zach was a cameo. Don't like that change his voice actor, but that's whatever that I can let that go. My problem is me as a gamer. I like my gameplay. I, if I had to choose I'd rather the story be either non-existent or just shit and have the gameplay be really good. But when the story is enjoyable and I liked it a lot, but the combat is unrefined at a lot of moments and its mechanics, then I have a problem. So playing the game on normal mode, there's really no issue. I mean, the movements are kind of over-exaggerated and, <laughs> and stuff like that. That's whatever. You can deal with that. But playing a lot of action games for me, the problem with FF7 is when you switch the game to hard mode the atb system was very well implemented you are ignacio you are right the way they transitioned the turn-based combat into action combat was really good 
it was really good how they were able to translate that very well into into the remake. Yeah. The problem is, even in normal mode, there's a really bad habit where if you're fighting a monster or an enemy or anything, and you start trying to cast an ATB skill, certain skills besides your limit, it interrupts you or it just cancels it. Yeah. But I, I hated that. Yeah, and if you try to use a move, and even if you just myself. even if you just even if you just start it. It doesn't have to be a big attack for an enemy. It can be just a basic attack. It knocks you out of it and you lose your whole ATB. And there's nothing mm. more unrefined than trying to plan out your movements or be strategic. And then you find that small window and you try it and an enemy either off screen can hit you and ruin it and make all your ATB worthless. Oh, you need to heal. Guess what? It's tied to your ATB, which I like. But when you make it where, why can't there be some ability or some mechanic in there where if you're casting cure of any kind... Why can't you have in Kingdom Hearts kind yeah, of like a leaf bracer where you're where you're you can't be stunned so you can still get your heal off. The combat is good, but it's unrefined, which I'm hoping the next installment refines the combat to make it be what it really should be. And the combat is good. It's just it's not quite there. And being more mm-hmm. of a gameplay guy because of the combat just leaves a bad aftertaste, especially when you play it in certain situations or on hard mode. That sours my whole experience and makes the game. It makes it where I will not go back to it. I can think uh-huh. about it. I can like the story, but if I can get frustrated your combat over simple things that should already be in place or should be more refined, then to me, your game is not worth replaying again. Wow! And that's yeah. where my problem with FF Seven <laughs> falls I, in. I don't know if this is your number three game. It's <laughs> not. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> So then, uh, <laughs> where do you want this game on I don't, your list? I don't know where I, to move it, so I'm just leaving it there. Like, in the end, if I take that, away all the I, negatives, I like no. the game a lot. I just need it to be If you take the parts better. that I didn't like, I really liked it. Alan, <laughs> take a look at your list. Where do I mean, you think, on, on your 10, where do you think this game deserves to be? Oh, FS7? Yeah. Oh, not uh, nowhere. On my top 10. That's not what I asked. <laughs> On your top 10, where does it deserve to be? 10. T- okay. 10? Okay. okay. We'll, we'll, we'll move that to number 10 then. 10. Um, so what's his number three? You think number three, would, that would then bump up Tony Yeah, Hawk's. that just, bump, that just so that bumps up everything. That just bumps up yeah. everything. Okay. Yeah, I'm cool. so yeah. close to have seven at number yeah. one. Seven, oh, seven. Yeah, dude. Because that I, changed I'm, it. Honestly, I'm really glad to hear that Gino, Kyle, and Ignacio, I'm really glad you guys liked it. I yeah. almost wish I didn't care about gameplay as much as I do, because I would like to enjoy it, but the, the gameplay ruins it for me. I can't, yeah. I can't do it. You see, I, I get your... I can't. The only criticisms that I, I, I do get oh, and, is and that... I, and I lied earlier. The side quests are literal, like a couple of them are fine like what? 95% of them they're they're not they're they're worth nothing yeah i mean i did every side quest and i thought eh, it did not anything it didn't take away anything yeah the only side quest Never. i could tell you the only side quest i could remember that was worth anything was tifa's workout side quest and that oh, everything yeah. else i don't remember anything else because they were all shit yeah well going back to your comments about the gameplay i the i get two of your complaints one being the the whole thing where if they hit you mid attack or mid whatever you lose the thing, and also 
I I think Kyle actually said it how or the com the combat how I don't know, it didn't vibe with you. I I do get those, but at least with the ATB I, I was fine with it. I just got around it and got accustomed to it. Um with the gameplay, I I do feel like it might be a bit hard at the beginning to I don't know, getting the flow with it. But I do feel like as you go with it, as you go through it, or at least in my case, you do get with the flow of it. I mean, I, at oh, least look, in my case, where oh, the, by flow the, of end... the, com the flow of the combat is so easy to adjust to. It's just <clears> the it's the unrefined like mechanics that it has underlying everything else. Like I, the combat is honestly fine. If you don't really like care about it that much, the combat, the combat is totally serviceable. Are, it's totally not, fine. What parts are not? Huh? What parts are he's, you saying that are not refined? He's exp he's explained it. He had all all of the yeah. the stuff about the eight yeah. no yeah stuff, the ATV yeah yeah like it's, it's that, fine the combat, itself. combat it, like, the combat, the combat me, works for their first step. It works for their first step. If they make just slight improvements or just make it a little bit more polished in the second game, the combat will mm. honestly be probably like one of the best parts of the game for me. But since it's not there, it's not there yet. It's not any higher. Mm. Yeah. That works. Okay. See? That works. Okay. What's our uh, list looking like, Kyle? I have been keeping track of all of the, the our, our top scoring stuff. Uh, so I have our top 10 list. However, we have two pairs of ties. Nice. Um, so for our 10 and 9 spot, we have a tie between Yakuza Like a Dragon and Umarangi Generation. Oh, <laughs> okay. So this, I think, is between me and Ignacio of where we yep. want to put these ones. Um, I will fight you for Yakuza. I'm, I'm actually okay with that because it still means that <laughs> Umarangi Generation is on the list and I am so happy it made it. <laughs> <laughs> So I there we go. I will switch uh, these. So Umarangi Generation was our number ten, and Yakuza Like a Dragon was number nine. Nice. Let's see. I want to delete that cell. No, delete cell. Shift up. There we go. Okay. Uh, then we have another tie. Uh, for our eight and seven spot between DMC five and Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. Ooh. So Alan and Ignacio. <laughs> Ooh, Ignacio's boy. gonna fight. Ignacio's gonna fight over it. Just put Dave McKay at number at number eight. I don't really Man, care. You, we're just giving it to Ignacio. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really care. Oh, you Laying down the, me. I'm not. Gonna, I'm not gonna man. waste time arguing. Just let him have it. You can fight okay. me. I'm ready. G I don't care. Gino, do you <laughs> <Yes>. have thoughts? <laughs> um, I guess if I'm going to be the tiebreaker, I'll give uh, Kakarot the higher spot. Okay. There we go. We'll stick with that. So, again, uh, no number 10 feelings. was... No hard feelings. It's not, I'm not mad. <laughs> so, now we have our finalized list here. Number 10 was Umarangi Generation. Number nine was Yakuza Like a Dragon. Cool. Uh, number eight was DMC5 Special Edition. Number seven was Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. Yeah, number six was seven, Astro's baby. Playroom. 
Nice. There you go. Uh, number five, Crash Four. Ooh. Ooh. There you go. Uh, so I I should say that uh, Umarangi and Yakuza both had eight points. Uh, Dragon Ball and DMC both had nine. Astro's Playroom had ten. Crash had twelve. Uh, and then number four is Ghost of Tsushima with twenty points. Nice. There we go. Okay. Number three. The Last of Us Part Two with twenty four points. Yeah, that's a good one. Good one there. Back. Number two, Final Fantasy VII Remake with twenty six points. Oh wait, you said two? Number two. God, thank thank God it wasn't number one. Oh, you God preemptively did the victory, dude. Thank God. Oh, you held that. that was prepared, out by for it to be number one. points. Rounding that out by two p- points with a total of 28 was Miles Morales. Thank God. Wow. <laughs> wow, dude. Yeah. So, Actually, I, will, I want to take my Miles Morales back. I put it at number 10. <laughs> well, here, here's what we can do. If you honestly want to contest Final <laughs> Fantasy VII, if you can convince us to put that at the top spot, we can put that at the top spot, but you have to convince us. Uh, I mean, no, <laughs> it won't matter to me what you say. You might be able to convince Kyle. I'm telling you, no, no matter what you tell me, I you mean, know how many votes do I need? You know how, I, how I'm feeling right now? Mm-hmm. And this is not because Spider-Man's on the top list. I would deserve it. Obviously. I feel like, I feel like I might like Immortals more than Spider-Man to be honest with you. Interesting. Interesting. You did already say your list, though. Okay. So I let's so leave it there. Our, let's our, leave it there. Let's so leave it there. Gino. Okay. Yeah. Do do, yeah, do you there. want to fight for Final Fantasy VII to be bumped up to the number one spot? Because, huh? Um, huh. what is it? It's number two, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, number yeah, one good. is Miles. Number two is Final Fantasy. I like VII. that. I'm good with that. Yeah, well, as much as it pains me to say I will not fight it, because, yeah, this is where the whatever it it ended. Yeah, Yeah. I I think at the end of the day, at the end of the day, I think Miles is a more accessible game. Yeah, of course. To get into. Yeah, Final Fantasy was was my number two. Yeah, Yeah, that makes sense. So I will not so. fight. I'll, okay. I'll stand down. I put my weapons down. I put my Buster Sword down. There's an interesting list. Hit in the m- m- middle of his ATB attack, uh, yeah. and we have stopped him. And, <laughs> <laughs> and, he, can't, and he can't use it, and his ATB is gone. Congratulations to Spider Man Miles Morales as the Whatnots Game of the Year for 2020. Nice. Do, the, do the victory do the victory sound I was that's funny how you just you played it as yeah, soon as you so heard ready. the name you know what else is number two my poop <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. 
a poop uh, joke, and that's oops. how we end our our <laughs> game of the year discussion. Uh, uh, ladies and g- g- gentlemen, if you did not know, we have multiple podcasts here at the Whatnots. You guys can find out more information on our website, which is thewhatnots.com, as well as your favorite podcasting platform of choice. Uh, just t- type in the Whatnots, and all of our shows will pop up right there. Uh, please go check out our five year anniversary retrospective. That should be up on all feeds, uh, no matter which podcast of ours you're subscribed to. Uh, it will be up there. We had a blast. Five years is incredible. Uh, we played some trivia. We had some alcohol. We had some pizza. We gave out awards. It was a great time. Uh, and if you guys like what we do uh patreon.com slash the whatnots is where you can support us for as little as a dollar a month we have a three dollar tier where you guys can get all kinds of exclusive content speaking of which we need to get going on our next uh patreon exclusive thing for crossplay so i will be talking to you guys this next week about that um but yeah, go check out all of that stuff. Last but not least, a big shout out to our Patreon supporters at the $5 tier. So thank you so much, Sam. We appreciate you tons. Uh, thank you for supporting us for so long. It means thank a lot. Thank you, Sam. Thank you. Keep up the great work, Sam. Doing awesome. Indeed. Um, I guess, yeah, that about wraps us up for that. So Gino, where can they find you on the internet? You can find me over on Twitter at Gino underscore V Terry with an I at the end. There you go. Are you having like a weird and mental stroke of like, do you like, <laughs> I'm real chill. Alan, where, where can they find you? Uh, honestly, you can just find me actually mostly probably like at the Twitch, Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash Azure PKK, where I'm slowly working on, the Hollow Knight speedrun splits, so keep an eye out for that. Yeah. So speaking you're of giving which, up on Yakuza. <laughs> speaking yeah. of which, this yep. Wednesday night, <laughs> I think Alan, you and I are going to be streaming on the Whatnots Twitch channel, which is just twitch.tv slash the whatnots. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's something we're trying to start up for every Wednesday. I don't know how much we'll get to it in this first month. But we are yeah. absolutely testing things out and trying it out, uh, whether it's me streaming or Alan or Gino or Ignacio or whoever, or maybe there'll be two of us on th- there. I would like to, like every Wednesday night, just have something go up there. Yeah, yeah. so keep an eye out for that of someone streaming just a game or if you have any recommendations for games, just shout out really any of us or the whatnots in general. And hopefully you enjoy that of us just gaming and hanging out. Indeed. Games yep. will be played, fun will be had. Ignacio, where can they find you on the internet? Well, they can find me on Twitter at Ignacio Rojas B. That's I-G-N-A-C-I-O-R-O-J-A-S-B. There you go. And you guys can find me at Yo Kyle Springer on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, if you guys want to stay up to date with our show, we are at the at the whatnots on twitter go like share subscribe you guys know the deal uh the thing that i will be pushing for this year is please go rate and review us on itunes or wherever you get your podcasts 
Uh, please, if you guys like the show, go rate and review us. It helps us out a ton. I know every podcast you've ever heard says the exact same thing of go rate and review. <laughs> it really helps us, but it actually does. So please help us out. Uh, we want more people to discover the show uh, and we, we need some more good ratings. If you have nice things to say, please help us out. Yes. That being said, we will be back next week uh, with whatever we're going to do next week. I don't know nice. yet. There's still not much news. We might catch up on all the stuff we've been playing. And we could we do predictions too. In these things. Yeah, we could do predictions for 2021. We will see. It'll be a surprise. So we hope you join us next week. And with that, uh, I was about to say some catch phrase that we don't have. Uh, so with that, <laughs> bye. <laughs> goodbye. Period and goodbye. Ha, <laughs>